Hello, good evening, and welcome to the uh, first edition of the 2018 Cantina Mekis podcast. 2018, a very important year, Año Mundialista, World Cup year for, well, for most countries, uh, you know, 32 of them uh, to say that, to be specific, uh, there are a couple of countries that won't be in. But uh, there are 32 that will be in, and it's a very big year for those countries. Some countries are making their debuts. Some are ex- hoping to exceed expectations. Uh, some obviously are favorites. And some are hoping that they don't uh, shoot themselves in the foot when they get to Russia. But it's also uh, another, another season of, of, of Mexican uh, soccer. We have the uh, Clausura 18 season is upon us. Uh, Tigres uh, champions. Once again, uh, their third uh, consecutive Apertura Championship. They beat Pumas, they beat America, they beat Guadalajara. So that oh, that only means that next year uh, it's going to be Tigres Cruz Azul in the uh, Apertura in the Apertura 18 final. But I digress. I digress. Uh, we are uh, we are getting a little ahead of ourselves. But I do want to uh, say thank you all for joining us. A very happy New Year to everybody. Uh, we can kick uh, 2017 to the curb and. Start off 2018, hopefully, uh, with a bang. Uh, well, you know, hopefully, uh, for most of us. My name is John Jagu. I really appreciate you all have a, a joining us this evening. I know we had a bit of a long layoff, but we are back, and we'll be uh, powering through weekly and then uh, probably doing some uh, special editions as we push forward through this, uh, you know, the, the year that we all look forward to as soccer fans, the World Cup year. It's uh, going to happen in mid-June, and... And uh, please uh, join us on Cantina Mekis uh, for all of that. Hopefully we'll make it a little more entertaining for you. We have with us tonight, as I'm sure uh, our, our, our regulars will will pull their, their their stools up to the bar, but we do have a couple with us right now in California. We have Joel Aceves. Joel, Happy New Year to you, sir. Hola, John. Happy New Year. Great to have you with us, Joel. Uh, are your expectations... Heightened, tempered, or muted for uh, for Chivas. Tempered, John. Tempered. I hope uh, at the end of last season, but throughout preseason and just what's been going on these past few days, uh, outlook looks grim. Yeah. See, now normally when I introduce you, I'd I'd always give you, you know, the. uh... But it doesn't sound oh. like that, that, that Chivas deserves that right now. So maybe what we need to do when we introduce Chivas is to go ahead and do that, just to you know, get them, you know, <laughs> get their ire up a little bit. No, but we do. Uh, uh, glad to have you with us, Well, we'll talk about that uh, uh, here in a little bit. We do have uh, with us over uh, in 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 uh, in the greater New York metropolitan area, uh, Rigo El Raton Ayala joins us. Uh, he's braving braving the nor'eastern to to come on with us, and apparently braving. Uh, a cold now, 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 Rigo. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Happy New Year! I do have a very quick question before you say hello. Have you been Have you been sick since Chivas did not come through for you in your prediction that they would win the Clausura Seventeen Championship? You know what's what's really funny to me is that I, I'm very surprised that Chivas was not allowed to play in the in the Apertura tournament. They just they just weren't allowed to play last season. It's like it was just wasted. I don't know what happened. Uh, so I'm glad that they're actually back now in, in the league. And last season, I don't know what happened. It's just a blip in the radar. And, so, uh, but have you, have you been, have you been sick since then? Or is this, there's this, this sickness? This is actually due. 
Go ahead. This is just due to uh, this is just this actually just started yesterday, and then I'm actually live from the blizzard, I'm sitting on a pile yeah. of snow outside. Really? And, how uh, many how, how many yeah. inches have you received tonight? Oh, let me tell you, it's been about we. I probably got about nine. Nine, Hello, BBC. Just nine inches. That's uh, <laughs> that is uh, well, we'll have to compare notes with our other other folks on the northeast as 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 they hop on. No, I mean we 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 had a dusting uh, here in Austin uh, at Chiquis. Well, we actually it was during the uh, the first leg of the of the Clausura the, the, the Regia final, and you know you know in Austin we get one inch, and it's like you know the whole area just just paralyzes. You go to the store, and it, it looks like a Category 5 hurricane is coming. The, the shelves are empty. The really funny thing, though, is that uh, around here, I don't know why, but people, there's a mad rush on chili meat. People make chili around here when it gets cold. And I don't have to tell y'all, what happens when you eat spicy food? You sweat, right? Yeah. So why on earth would we eat, would, would we eat chili when it's cold? Because all you do is just you just sweat, and you just end up getting colder. We're not the, you know, so obviously we don't know how to... How to handle the call. But glad to have you with us, Rodrigo. I know that we're gonna, you're going to judge John, us. John, yes. yeah. on that note, then, kind of makes sense now. A lot of Mexican moms make caldo. It's hot. They do. I'm not a big fan of caldo. You don't like sopitas? Not really. Only if they're like like New England clam chowder or, or like... Uh, Man, I have, I have like, sopitas like, a, like twice a, a week. Like lobster bisque. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, how often can you make yourself a a nice a nice you know lobster cup of bisque. lobster no. bisque? Yeah, no, not often. So that's why I'm just. Are you, are you are you a sherry man with your lobster bisque or not a sherry man? Oh yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, glad to have you with us. Now we do have someone else who's joined us out in California, in uh, in Escondido to be exact. Now I'm a man who uh, I haven't had a chance to ask him about this because we have been off for three weeks. But we'll ask him here in a second. Uh, Daniel Plasal uh, joins us from Escondido. Daniel, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, happy to be here. Glad to be back on the podcast. Um, it's been a while. We missed you, Dan. I missed you guys. Uh, I missed uh, the, the weekly shenanigans. And my wife wanted to send a message that uh, this last month has been one of the one of her favorites. Uh, as I, She actually likes me, likes me around. I don't know what's wrong with her. <laughs> well, my... We might have to, you, your voice, Dan. Do we need to have That's her committed? Nice. Dan, is that do we need to have her committed? At least checked out? No, no, no. I mean, me dio permiso, dude. I mean, so we we can't complain. Oh, I see what you're saying. I understand. Well, Dan, the question I want to ask you before we uh, jump in and just uh, just give us your boy, your boy, your boy got he got he got he got transferred to Chivas. So, what's going to happen he was... when, he, when when he's like the the big time goal scorer? Well, I, I, I guess right now I'm kind of concerned that Chivas is trying to trying to become the new Club America, and in, in, in they're trying to pillage uh, my team. Whoa, 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 whoa! We'll see. We'll see how, how that how that plays out. Cool. I mean, yeah, are no, you going to be are like, you going to be jealous or are you going to be happy for the kid when we, like if he has like a seven eight goal season? Well, seeing as that I've been uh, rooting for Darwin and, and Oriva ever since uh, they left, uh, I'll probably be rooting for him as well. You know, and, and, and as bad as things look for, for strikers for Mexico in the World Cup, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, any Mexican striker, all six of them, 
or whatever it is to play in Liga Mekis. If any one of those guys gets hot, they're going to Russia, regardless of who it is, because Mexico just doesn't know I. We'll talk about that uh, as well tonight. But without further ado, I think that uh, we, we, we can't start – we cannot start a, a Cantina Mekis podcast with, with at least uh, jumping in and talking about Chivas. Chivas. Don't make me laugh. No, don't be rude. Don't be rude. You know, we have to... <laughs> now, my question to, to, to the Chivas uh, boys is uh, Oswaldo Alanis, and uh, maybe you guys can, uh, can, can help you off. I don't get the details right. His, his contract is up, not now, but in six months. They said, we, we want you to renew, but they only, we only want you to renew for six months. He's like, dude, if I'm going to renew, I'm going to renew for three years. You know, it's a negotiation, right? And they said, well, thanks, but no thanks. You're not going to renew for three years. You're not going to renew. In fact, not only that, you'll have your contract, but we're not even going to play. And uh, and that's that, apparently. And he's not going to go to another team. Uh, the, the relationship has completely collapsed. Good move, bad move. Chivas front office, uh, Rigo, go first. Uh, I think it was a bad move by the Chivas front office. I think they completely just mishandled this whole situation. And I don't think, and it wasn't needed being that this, we just had a terrible season and we just, we needed to go into the season with not so much, you know, we're just, we're just without the extra media attention. I mean, we already get a ton of media attention, but now this is going to be lock, this is going to be locker room talk every week. And it was just complete, I think they just completely mishandled the situation. Um, the front office should have looked to re-sign him months ago. Um, they didn't. Uh, and then the whole sending him to second division was just, it was just bad. They well, they sent him to like Catalonia de Salamanca that he got sent to second division. Where'd he go? Yeah. It's, it, it was like, why, why are you doing like, that? They, they could have easily, all right, he's uh, he had a really bad season where he was not playing well. well tell me who, what Chivas player had a good season last season? Honestly, no. But I mean, his like it wasn't just with Chivas; it was with the national team. Like he just wasn't good last season. Um, as as a guy who is supposedly a national team central defender, like he just was not good. Right. Well, he, so well here's the, here's the thing: couldn't Chivas have said? I mean. Hey, we got your six like, years, or your six months left in your contract. We're not going to resign you, but hey, well, you know, go ahead and you know, and 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 play, play with us. You know, play your ass off because you know, you, you you we might, you know, might end up working real well for the both of us at the end of those six months. I think yeah. the biggest mistake was sending him to the second division. I think they could have handled it differently. I think if they if they really didn't want him to play. They yeah. have kept them on the team, and they just could have lied. Well, Quaquete, like use them for the for the Conca Champions or anything. Yeah. Joel, Joel, yeah. Joel, good move or bad move for for for, for Chivas on this whole Alanis thing? It's bad. It, it's bad. Um, it also shows, you know, the disconnect between between um the the coach Almeida and Iguera, who is in charge of player transfer. Uh, so you. The, you know that that's always an issue. Right? It's gonna be an issue. And just an hour ago, Vergara tweeted 
that he was going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> he said, um, you know, that he's not happy with the way that the whole Alani situation has been handled. How is the owner uh, unaware you know, of unaware of the situation that he has to get to the bottom of it? He, he's been disconnected, uh, believe it or not, um, Dan. You know, he, he just left the team to Higuera, who's been he's pretty much what? been in charge since he, uh, he even before Higuera came on board he had let De La Torres control the team. It's funny you mention that, um, Joel, about, about the owner, because I do have uh, one of our good uh, uh, friends of the show, uh, uh, El Codazo Elbow Drop, uh, posted oh. this for us. Uh, this was a retweet from Jorge Vergara, and I'm going to go ahead and read it, and it's in, it's in Espanol, so for you folks who don't speak in Spanish, you know, let us know, we'll translate, but, he, but this, this, is, uh, uh, this is verified, it's got the little blue check mark, it says... Ha sido desafortunado el manejo del, del tema sobre Osvaldo Aranís. No refleja la filosofía del grupo OmniLife Chivas, donde somos gente que cuida a la gente y tengan por seguro que tomaré medidas para sancionar a la responsable. Haremos todo posible para que Aranís cumpla sus sueños. So I think that, that, that speaks directly to the, uh, to the disconnect that, you're, that, you're, that you were talking about, Joel. Yeah, and, and there was rumors. There, there's been rumors already for months on, on you know, between Almeida and, and Higuera not not getting along. And, and I do think um, when we hear stuff like Lace, Lace, I don't know how to pronounce that. Leicester. Leicester. Just say Leicester. Leicester. Whatever, man, that EPL club. Um, apenas voy segundo año de, de ESL. Um, but yeah, when we see something like that, to me, it's 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 just Almeida's uh, agent, you know, because because you could just pay for the even when we were, you know, you could just pay to have to have an article printed, um, just to create hype. It's it's uh, it's or, really or some the, type of music. You know, it's really the only way that we generate hype for Cantina MX is to. <laughs> Saying, we're, we're we're linked to to other uh, other clubs and other podcasts. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's a tactic that it, that is that is that is used very well. Very with San Lorenzo, that was like anyone that saw that knew that was pretty like not really news when uh, San Lorenzo was saying they had it's either San Lorenzo or Independiente that they wanted to go after Almeida and he has this release clause that's about five million. So it's it was like you, you just know it's. It's wishful thinking, like it shouldn't even be news. But but it's you know, I think it's it serves a purpose, you know. Um uh, so I, I do think Almeida's been trying to probably leave but I don't think he's got any any offer that's well, better the, the than the only way that he's gonna leave and get a better offer is if Chivas wins. That that's the only way that that's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree, but I think it's and, and I think it's is you know, why he would want to leave is because his relationship with with Vigera's probably broken, and and he's a guy he has to deal with more. Well, if uh, if, so if you I, were if you were the GM, how, and I'll ask both of you the question: How how uh, Rigo already said that that he would have probably approached Alanis a little earlier in the season to ex- extend the deal, or maybe even you know before would he would have come up. Well, well, I, what, what would you have done? Would you just would you let him walk after six months? What what is your what is no, your? T- well, I, I, I no, you approach the the, the coach. And you see, um, you you see if he's in the plans. 
Uh, I think a player like Alaniz, yeah, he had a bad season, but a season in Mexico, that's only six months. Right. You know, he wasn't bad the whole time. He's going through a a rough patch. Yeah. So, I mean, it it happens. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to like discredit a player just for, just for like, you know, one bad tournament. And a lot of times, and I don't know if if Chivas did this, but, uh, you know, usually uh, teams, and I'm going to just call this midseason because that's really what it is. After after the first one, they you know they send out the lista transferibles, right? And you know if the team had a really good, so, todos están en la lista transferibles. <laughs> did, uh, did 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 Chivas send out their lista transferible and, and was was well honored? I mean, did they did they send that message? Did they yeah, even do that, that at all? I mean, okay, and no one, tried, no one. They tried, they tried to. No, Querétaro wanted him, but at least they didn't want to go there. Uh, they also tried no, to sell no, him no, to Querétaro Monterrey. Is a fine, fine city. Uh, that'd be so. So, so they did try, but but he wants to go. Now, I, I guess this is the part that I don't understand. You know, and and, and maybe some Chivas fans are are blaming uh, you know the, the player uh, or we you know whatever. But but why on earth would what 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 would, would a player do this to himself? You know, a national team player. I mean, he went to the Confed Cup, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So he is, he is, he is, you know, if there were a 30-team list, his name's going to be on it. Why would he do this to himself, you know, to, to be able to have that opportunity? It just... Uh, I, mean, I mean, to be honest, he's making, he, he is only helping himself. Because what he's saying is, I don't want to go to a, a small club. I want to stay at Chivas. And I want to stay here for another three years. So it's making himself look. I mean, in the public, he's making himself look better. Except, aside from the fact that you know he's asking for more money, but still, the club's the one that's making themselves look better. He's entitled to, to ask for, ask for. Yeah, no, he is. He's entitled to ask for more money. He's entitled to ask for the contract that he wants. Uh, so, 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 boys, has has this has this broken Chivas uh, because of this of this rift at the beginning of the season? Is the is the locker room uh, damaged beyond repair? And it's time to just change everything because because they're going to have another oh, another season without without uh, without making the the, the postseason. Or are they going to turn it around? And uh, you know, by the end of it, all of you all you mofos are going to be so. I'm optimistic that they're going to turn it around. I don't think, dude, you're breaking. always you're always optimistic. Well, I mean, I watch <laughs> I watch the games. You know, you know, you know, like I, I watched the play even last season. I thought that they. It was the injuries that really that really hurt him, and he's been injured for the better part of the last what two years at least. Yeah, no, I mean I'm talking about just in general, not Alanis. Well, no, but specifically I, I, Alanis has also been part of that. Yeah, so it's not like he's been. I, that, but I mean, when that, to me, to me, the biggest the biggest thing that they needed to, to get this this off season was another defender because between Alanis and, and Jay Pereira, they were always one of them was always injured. Right, and now with Alanis not being there. Like that, that was key. So I, I don't know what they're going to do to replace our knees, which is, which is another one of the things that is just weird about this is like you need a defender. So why not play, you know, the second best defender that you have if he's available to you? So that's another thing that's weird about this situation is like you're being this petty. Like you're, you you do not want to play him because he doesn't want to sign an extension for six months. Joel, any, any extra uh, cancha, any extra cancha business uh, going on with this whole Elanis thing or is it strictly business? No, there is, there is. Well, the extra cancha was that, that Vergara had asked Higuera to, uh, to, 
he said uh, the payroll was too high, so they needed to cut costs. So they let's say that was one of the big reasons for uh, getting rid of Gallito. You know, it was it was over wages, and and that it was supposedly the the thing with um with a lot. Well, wouldn't that be a, a result of, of of overpaying for the players that they've that they've that, and, and honestly, I mean, they have no choice but to overpay for players. I mean, that, that's just yeah. Their yeah, personnel think, policy dictates that. But 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 you know, you could see the the hot potato. You know how how they're passing the blade. Uh, yeah, because because um, Almeida was was on the news talking about this uh, uh the issue, and he said. He said, Alanis is not going to play because we can't, if a player has six months left, you know, it, it doesn't make sense for us to play him. So, yeah, well, that, that, is, that, is, the, that and, is the craziest thing I've ever heard. And and they just recently signed Cota for a six, six month, month loan extension, right. which, which to me, you know, we're not getting that player. I think we should have just gone with the, with the, uh, with the goalkeepers we have. And I, I think that it could hurt the development, you know, of them. We're not, we're not keeping Cota, man. He's he's group of Pachuca salty over what happened in that voting, and uh, so so I think I think well, I'm, I'm surprised. Since, I guess they only gave him the six months because Poneco said this is my last season. Yeah. So then they'll no, make no, this, but, they'll but, make but, but you're Chivas, you're trying to cut wages. Uh, you, those wages could have gone to helping Alanis or or. Or maybe even keeping Gallito longer. I mean, you don't want to get rid of national team caliber players. No, uh, not caliber, national team players. Period. Both of them. Yeah, especially in a season following uh, season, you don't want to get rid of some of your more experienced players. And now they're, you know, they got a couple young guys, but you know, they, they're not that. They don't have that many games, so who knows? So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. <laughs> So, it, it sounds to me, Joel, that you're that you're bearish then on your on your on, on your Chivas. I'm, I'm looking at the calendar and and yeah, I think Chivas is gonna gonna have a bumpy ride and and uh, I would at this point I would have them not qualifying again, but just just given how hectic Liga MX could be, like you could just win like four games, three games in a row, and you're back on, <laughs> but. You know who's going to come to the rescue? Who's going to come to the rescue? is going to be uh, 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 Danny's boy uh, Ronaldo. He's going to he's going he's to do it but, for Chivas. No wait, but Chivas' first four games of the season, they're, they're all going to be tough games. What are the first four games? Uh, away at Toluca, so you know, it's always an infierno. Probably the toughest, been, uh, the toughest away game in in Liga MX uh, consistently. Yeah, Chivas has always struggled there. Um, which which made winning the campeonato there that much sweeter, uh, you know. And then they host Cruz Azul, and then they they go away to Necaxa, and then they host Monterrey. So it's those first four games they they can set the tone. And then. Um, Do you think that uh, that Chivas is going to pay the iron price for one of their off season moves against Cruz Azul? I think, I think, yeah, I think not having Gallito and then possibly not playing Alanis, those are two like veteran players that that you need. Now I think it could hurt the team, but I mean, 
Yeah, but specifically against oh, Mosul, you think they're gonna they're gonna pay the iron price? Oh, because of uh, because of Gulit. I don't know if that's of Carlos, Fierro. Carlos Fierro is is oh, that's a, right. a, a cementero. Yeah, that that I forgot about Charlie Iron. Um, who knows, man? I don't I don't think I don't think uh, he's gonna be a starter. He'll get some playing time. All right. uh, but I think Gulit has been the the noticia lately. That yes, let's talk about my, it. So, uh, so I guess the, I guess. I guess he never quite developed the uh, the taste for for haggis there in Scotland. Uh, uh, Carlos el Julit, is it el Julit or el Gulit? Because I know that in, in Holland you pronounce the G's like H's, so it's not Louis van Gaal, it's Louis van Hall, and it's not Rud Gulit, it's Rud Hulit. So did you go with how the Dutch pronounce it? Or do you do it, uh, you know, whatever way you're going, and just call him el gulit? Well, regardless, I went mullet. I said mullet. El mullet. El mullet. Yeah, he yeah, has a mullet. So close. And, and, and a jerry curl. <laughs> so what would be the third thing to have, like, the bad haircut trifecta for for, for, for hulit? What would, what, what would he need to do that? To make it look even worse? Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe a lineup. What if he, like, like painted it like a... Uh, like like put like a like a blonde streak in it or something, or actually just went blonde <laughs> all together. Business in the front, John. I would have kept him at Chivas, man. You know he should go Ooh. with the Tong Po look. Are you guys familiar kept... with the Tong Po look? No. What is it? What is the Tong Po look? Tong Po is a character from Kickboxer. Too bad Ronnie's not here. He'd be all over this. Well, hang on a second. Uh, <laughs> oh, he is here. That's right. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. You bleed like joining, my lead, John. Joining, like us, lead. joining us from uh, from. I'm, I'm assuming a, a a freshly snowed Philadelphia. Yes, Ronnie. How, sucks. how many how many inches did you did you take, Ronnie? Uh, I can only take a <laughs> max seven. Seven. Max That's seven. Yes. Hello, BBC. So, <laughs> no, it was yeah. It was just que poco aguante, wey. So so you had you got seven <laughs> inches. You got seven inches in Philadelphia, Rigo. Got 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 eight inches. So I guess I guess I guess the further north he goes, it, it, it's getting worse. Yes. So, it's, so seven inches, and it's like what ten degrees on top of it. So it's just miserable. Yeah, it's it sucks. Going from oh. seven to nine is drastic. <laughs> it is true. It's a lot. It's a yeah, lot. yeah. It makes a huge difference. Oh yeah. You really you really have to grip with the snow tires when when you go from seven to nine. You know, people say like, "We well, you know what's one more inch." Well, I mean, it's a difference between a happy marriage and a divorce. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. It's very but true. Yeah, but it's it's the wind chill, man. That's what's killing me, man. It's pretty bad. <sighs> you know, I've 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 only been in, in, in crazy cold just a few times in my life. Uh, the last time was uh, a couple years ago. I was I had to go to Des Moines because uh, I had three college basketball games. There were like three weeks in a row, and uh, and I got really lucky on the first two. It was it was like in the twenties, which, you know, is not, is, is, is livable. But the last time I was there, it was like minus three. And I'd never done that before. I mean, I've never been anywhere near that cold. And what I found, I don't know if you guys agree, is it just breathing as hell. It is so hard to breathe. 
And if you have to be out there an extended period of time, I mean, your your lungs start freezing. I mean, you, you, it starts burning because they're it's like Novocaine almost. It is just miserable. I don't know how y'all do it. That's why I live in Texas. But anyway, Ron Dan had a question about kickboxer. <laughs> yes, and, uh, and uh, please. I was just thinking that you know, for for Guli, how I pronounce it, Guli, uh, with the hard G. Um, I think he'd look pretty fierce if he went with the Tong Po look. You know, it's all shaved except that one patch of really long hair in the very back. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like yeah, in the, in, in, like in the middle of the head, not 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 the not the Texas Cholo look where, where it's like a ducktail. Right. Not that. Not that look. You're just like but completely the, shaved except like the very bottom where it just like it's like not the bottom. Inch. It's actually like at the crown. Okay. The okay. crown of his head. Yeah. Long ah. and braided. I approve. Yeah. <laughs> I approve. I don't know why they don't. Google it doesn't. Go he would for look that a look. lot tougher because this look just makes him look just a little little on the greasy side. Now he's going to be. Uh, he's he's going to be at, at Cruz Azul. Now see now Hulit is another player who. If you know if 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 he catches fire, and I'm gonna have to ask you all this question. I guess this is a, a good time to ask it. Is uh, you know at, at every World Cup, there's always you know one guy that that goes nuts and ends up making the World Cup team. You know we had Gallito in, in 2014. You know Hulit for that matter. You know he had a couple and uh, but specific. And then in 2010 it was it was it was Chicharito. In 2006 it was Guardado. So there's always like someone that comes out of nowhere. So so could 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 Hulit be the guy that comes out of nowhere to make the team? No, 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 no. no I, th- I think Osorio, the fact that you know Europe didn't pan out, I don't think he's going to consider him. Y la Cruz Azulio? That's very disappointing for. Him. And and seriously, what are the chances that he's going to just light it up? I mean, you're 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 asking for a lot of stars to align. I mean, he can he his first season at Chivas, he he was scored about twelve goals. From I'm just saying, it's a new coach. New, he, he's he's going to be adjusting to a new a new environment where he's probably going to be getting a lot of the attention that he doesn't necessarily like. Playing for Cruz Azul, similar to his experience playing with Chivas, um, meaning the, at, at minimum, I think it's safe to, to expect a, it's reasonable to expect a, a, a bit of adjustment for him. I don't think he's going to going to put up kind of the kind of numbers that that, that are even going to. So you saying give him a sniff? All right, Dan. So who's who's uh, just uh, off the top of your head? Who's 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 your guy that's gonna that's gonna come out of nowhere to make the team? Not necessarily a, a forward, right? Could be anybody. Yeah, just anybody. I'm gonna say uh, the the Monterrey kid, the the American, um, uh, Jonathan uh, Gonzalez. 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 Okay, uh, uh, that that'll be my prediction. Well, he was already spurned by the U.S., so there's a. Uh, I might say bad blood, but there's, there's certainly, quote, uh, there's certainly you know, an opening. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to, to sense the context and, and the tone that he had when he made the comment. But I mean, from what little I've read of it, of, of he, it, there's a there's a slight tinge of butt hurt in his in, in his response, and, and it seems like he was a bit slighted, felt slighted, um, and not being called up to the to the Portugal friendly, and seeing as that there are, like if he couldn't get a sniff at, at, um, at that game, considering their their circumstances. Maybe he's like, you know, screw it. You know, at least maybe I get I get a shot and maybe go to an actual World Cup. So, That's, I think there's a there's a good chance and there's a, a strong argument for him. I guess if he's going through that little debate, um, 
with himself um, that it, it looks promising for Mexico. Now, of course, when uh, asked about about uh, Gonzalez, uh, Ricardo Soto said he's a terrific midfielder. You know, where of course he's, he's in a position of need because he's he plays the defensive midfielder that Mexico, you know, right now just doesn't really have. So Gonzalo Soto said, but I see him playing a little further up, you know, further up the pitch. So right off the bat, you know, he's gonna he's gonna play him out of position if he does end up getting called to the uh, to the national team. Well, what, why uh, why change why change uh, his 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 methods now, right? Right. Well, Cho is a fantastic goalkeeper. I really want to see what he can do on the wings. Anyway, anyway, so uh, so you say you say Jonathan Gonzalez, Joel. Uh, actually, I'll ask Rigo next because I know that we'll, uh, we'll. Which Chiva do you think uh, Rigo is gonna is gonna be the surprise national team player? Because I know you're not picking anybody else. <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about this. I, I would love it for trophies to make the World Cup. No, uh, apparently we're not allowed to come but... trophies anymore. Oh. So we are the, no, Lalo, the, I'm sorry, Lalo. The, the trophy chasing that you and I have done over the past year is, is, is officially dead. We cannot... We can no longer but, trophy. But his Instagram handle, his Instagram handle has trophies on it. It still has trophies. So what? He's he's yeah. outgrown it. Is that what he's claiming? Dad said that you have to call him Lalo now. You can't call him trophies. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I don't even know what his by name his dad, is. I, mean, I, just, I just know him by trophies. What is it like? What a bunch of nonsense. Uh, was he Eduardo? Was he Eduardo Eduardo Lopez or or was it or Gomez? Uh, Lopez. Like, I don't, is it Lopez? So he's yeah. now. I knew a promoter guy once named Jojo. We yes. all liked him. Really good guy. But after a while, he insisted on being called Joe. And I always kind of resented that. I feel like you can't just call you something. It just makes it worse. Like, like I mean, if you get a, a nickname, just just write it, man. Yeah, just like, accept it. Because if you, if you try to fight it, it makes it worse. So so um, your guy is, uh, is, is Lalo Lopez. Is, is, is your choice. Man. Can we can we at least call him Wallo? I mean, isn't Wallo an acceptable <laughs> nickname for Eduardo Arso? Can we call him El Wallo, El Wallo Lopez, just so that you know? Why don't we just call him Messi two point oh? What his I mean, name that, was Lachofi? His, his name after a girl, so Lachofi. Yeah, right. Because yeah. Trophy is a nickname for Sofia. Yeah, but I think if he was balling, he would have been Don Trophies, but he's he's never been to that point. No. So, so uh, you know, I, I like, I like, I'm, 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 I like my trophies. I, I like your, I like your choice. I like your choice. Joel, who is, uh, who is your? Uh... Oh man, you're gonna be surprised there, Yon. Hit me, Henry Martin, man. Okay, I like, I like the pick. Uh, Henry Martin just went from, uh, from Cholos to Club America, and Blue and if America. I'm not mistaken, in, in Houston actually played pretty well against Toluca in the little preseason. Yeah. He's been kept before, so it's not completely out of the blue. But he's demonstrated that he has potential, that he has, you know, he could fight for a spot. And I think being with a coach that believes in you, I think that, right. that makes a big, you know, a big and difference. He's coming off, he had a, a torn ACL, did he not? So he's coming off a big time injury. So, I mean, we really haven't seen him in a year. That was the yeah. That was the player Chivas was targeting. I don't know what happened. Uh, he ended up at America, I guess, because Piojo, you know. Right, because Piojo had him in Cholos. Yes. So, all right. 
Uh, Joel says, uh, Henry Martin, uh, Ron, have you, uh, you've had a chance to stew this over? What, uh, there's always, oh, yeah, I, saw, I saw the America game uh, where they beat Toluca. <clears throat> yeah. How did, how did, actually, it, uh, it looks like Toluca was playing better at the beginning. And even, even when, you know, America, it, it seemed to me that even when America was winning, like, you know, two nothing, you know, uh, Toluca was trying to, I mean, granted, it, it, you know, Piojo was, uh, playing the counter and stuff like that, but, uh, the the goals, I mean, uh, Oliva basically tapped, you know, tapped one in. There was one goal that was pretty really nice, uh, the one from, uh, uh, oh, geez, I forget Martin, I think. Um, but I don't know. It's just the team still looked a little, you know. Granted, it's off season and stuff like that. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't expecting them to be, you know, in half season mode and stuff like that. But right. I don't know. Uh, if I'll, I'll give my prediction now, if Liga. Bancomer, which I heard that they're going to do it. If they do implement uh, VAR and the field is level with the officiating, America will win it. Okay. Well, we were asking you about a, about a surprise player, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll write that down. Yeah. If I thought that VAR was coming in in the, in the next Apertura. Uh, I, I think I read that uh, from Bricio that uh, they're oh. trying to get it for this – that would be fantastic. Uh, that would be fantastic. I think, yeah, you're saying that when the, when the, when the, when the, when the, it's a level playing field and they can't screw America, America is going to win hands. Yeah. Because America is, is so prejudiced, the, the prejudice against America is so severe that the only, that the only way that they, they could ever win a championship is, is, is to make sure that they have video. What if, what if there's a terrible, what if the, the ref makes a really bad call? And there's no controvertible evidence on the cameras to show what had happened. Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> Photoshop. No, no. Right. no. I was I was reading also I was reading that uh, that two of uh, they were handing out the FIFA the FIFA credentials for the officials, and two of the guy two of them Delgadillo and I forget the other one uh, Junko or something like that. They they didn't renew their their FIFA. Yeah, Chacon and, didn't get renewed. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from what I from what I read, it was that uh, that whole little incident that they caused uh, last season when you know they decided you know to to sit out the the game. I think it was in week ten or week nine or something like that because you know they they were protesting the uh, the the decision from Paul Aguilar and I forget the other player. Uh, I, apparently, I you know Concacaf was the one that denied the FIFA. Uh, credentials, but there's, you know, rumors that it was on the doing of the Mexican Federation that did not want to extend uh, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 FIFA creds to the uh, to the officials. So, do you think you get paid more if you have the the FIFA cred on your on your uniform? Um, I'm I'm not, I'm not sure about pay. I'm not sure about pay. I mean, the way I, I've always understood that these these guys have always had. Their full time jobs, like you know, and, and for the for the most part, they're they. I mean, they're usually architects, engineers, and stuff like that. So I mean, they 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 have to be okay somewhat economically to do this, right. you know, on the side per se. But I've I've always been a proponent for them for these guys to be, be full time. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, it's, it's, it's I mean, the only way. I mean, you I guys have so. enough money. You guys, you know, let them let them referee uh, second division games during the week or or whatever. Yeah. It is. You know, just so, just constantly keep them working. I agree. So now, 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 uh, Ron. I know that we, yeah, we, you uh, were not with us on our on our World Cup show, so we'll have to uh, make sure we get your predictions for that. But uh, is there any player, Ron, that that you see uh, 
that's not really not necessarily on the national team radar that you think could uh, could come up and make it make, th- make a play for, for a spot. I think I think Osorio would be foolish not to take uh, Aguilar, Paul Aguilar. I think he's I think he's recouped his uh, you know his level. Um, I'd like I'd like to see him. I'm hoping and I'm hoping that Gulick goes back, gets back to his. Uh, to his Leon days, because I mean, he when he was with Leon, he was with his compadre. I mean, he had glimpses of uh, of, uh, of, uh, of Buffalo. Just you know, impressive, you know, uh, vision on the field and stuff like that, passing, shoot, you know, and he, and he scores goals, which which uh, which is a a huge plus. Yeah, but it, from, and from both sides, from from his you know weak side and his good side. So I mean, yeah. the, and, and I'm, he's a great header of the ball as well. So he's uh, so I'm, I'm I am I'm really really hoping that he does pick up. Uh, his uh, his game. He gets his um, mojo back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, for 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 me, I'd like to see. I'd, I'd like to see. Uh, I, I mean, and, and I guess I'm a little selfish here, but I would like to see. Uh, I would like to see what uh, Diego Linus. That's who really. I, w- I would rather have him get in there. Um, he, and he, he certainly has the talent. Uh, you know, I, I'm. 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 Uh, I mean, obviously, I want to see Lainez do well, and I think that, that uh, and, and obviously, Piojo, you know, again, as Joel has pointed out, has confidence in him. You know, right now we're we're watching a player where the coach has zero confidence in him, uh, put him in positions to fail, so he can justify his the zero confidence he has. But uh, yeah, so it obviously does help that a coach has faith in you, and 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 Arreda has faith in Lainez, and uh, I do see Lainez getting more minutes, and and he's certain, you know, again, you know, you know, playing a position where. Hey, in the second half, if you need a goal, why not throw a kid in for thirty minutes? You know, he, you know he doesn't know any better. Go, 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 do what you do. You know, who cares that you're going up against guys that make ten million dollars a year? You know, so yeah, that that would be an excellent. I would, uh, uh, honestly, all of y'all's choices are all, are all fantastic, and I wouldn't mind seeing anybody uh, from that list on that team. I'm going I'm to throw a couple names out there, uh, just because we need the position, and 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 I'm, and I'm hoping and praying. But if Chaton can get it going at Puebla, why the hell not? I mean, he is, uh, you know, in a position of need. Uh, he would be a, a, a great guy that uh, could do that. And then the other player is uh, is, is the kid for for Chivas, the the, the striker, the, the the Ronaldo Cisneros. Uh, Mexico right now has a massive striker problem, massive. And uh, you know, to me, if somebody gets hot. Anybody, it doesn't matter. You've got to put because you have to. You got to, you know, when those guys are hot, they're hot, and and why not? So I I, I wouldn't mind seeing that uh, uh, be the guy as well. So, are you that concerned I about the numbers, John. Or I mean, even if it's Alan Pulido, I mean anybody, whoever whoever gets hot, you know, that guy needs to be on the on the World Cup team. I, I ran the Cisnero numbers. They're they're not good, John. Well, it doesn't matter whether they're it's good. Not... Just he, he could, you know, he's he's. Well, yeah, he. I mean, he's not he's not getting minutes though, right? And and, and but, if yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just not totally convinced he's going to get the kind well, of I mean, minutes that would. Certainly have to be. Saying, you know, any, you know, it could be Otoniel Arce. What what if he? I think he's like a Monarcas or something like that. What what if he, you know, breaks and scores, you know, ten goals and and twelve? I mean, I'm seriously. I mean, you, you why not? I mean, because I, I watched. Well, if, I, I, if we're gonna go, if we're gonna go like super, like in that direction, one guy who you know it's super premature. 
who I think probably has a a, a bigger upside than than Cisneros is um, the kid over at at, at the Porto youth uh, side. Um, he's eighteen, um, goal scoring machine. Um, Joao Malek. The he's I guess a uh, half a. Uh, his mom was Mexican. His father was a. Uh, I'm trying. Uh, ugh, I'm trying to remember where he. Cameroon or something. Cameroon, I think. Yeah, he's Cameroonian. Uh, he played for Tecos, and um, he already has a a pretty pretty decent physique. Um. So, I, yeah, I, if if he could somehow get promoted to to somehow get promoted, um, he he'd be someone that I I wouldn't mind seeing. I mean, but it, that's a super long shot. Yeah, that's uh. That is indeed a long shot. I was watching uh, Ultima Palabra yesterday, and they had this graphic that I thought was really interesting. And they were talking about the uh, Mexican strikers that are right now currently on teams in Liga Mekis. And out of the 18 teams, and I'm going to say 17 because obviously Chivas has, the, the, there were four other teams that had Mexican strikers on their roster. Four. So four out of 17. I think it's just I think it's just the uh it's the league itself like because you know they bring in so much so many foreigners doesn't allow for development Is first division I mean, really the place for development? No, I mean yes and no, but you you if you don't give these guys an opportunity to play, how are they are you supposed to know they're good? It's like, um, I just don't think the like the, the narrows, countries that narrows. He, like I don't know. Like, I, I, I hear that argument a lot. I mean, and, and it makes sense, but I'm just not totally convinced by it. I, 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 it, I think it's a little bit more, more profound. I, I think there's more to it than that. I, I think there's a lack of players just there uh, right. that 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 are, that are that are that are playing that position, and I think. I'm not sure if it's the development before that point, but there's a. It seems like to be that like there's a huge gap between the players how they can look decent at, at the youth level, but look completely out of their element in in Primera. Ronnie, did you have something to say? Yeah, if if you were talking about the Premiership and the Football, you know, Association FA. Yes, I, I would. I would agree with you know with Dan that that it's not the, you know you know it's not the. Uh, it's not the club, the first division's sole responsibility to, to, to develop players. That's what the FA is for. However, in Mexico's case and in, in Mexican football, the fact that the Mexican Football Federation and the Liga MX, although in theory are now separate, who still controls, you know, the, the FMS? The owners. So I, I do think that the, the club first division does have a responsibility to promote and to and to develop uh, players. Now, if they were completely, completely separate, yes, I would say you know what if you know the the Liga MX is a business. They're not you know they, they don't have to produce players or they don't have to develop players. But it's the same people controlling you know both both uh, entities. So when when do you say okay, no, it's not the you know it's not the responsibility of of the of the clubs, and when do you say yes, it is. 
it's like it's, well, I it's, think with it, rules like the like the nine nine and wherever it is now, I mean, it's uh, I think it's clear what the choice is. Yeah, well, you're well, right. They're going to have the nine nine rule, but then they're also doing that. They're bringing back the bank to own sale. So that's a good uh, one. Although, although I'm not sure how, like, uh, what, 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 what the what the what the minimum what the threshold is going to be for that. Now, now, question, question. And all of you guys should be old enough to remember when we still had the presidential decree where it was five foreign players, right? You know, you know, in the Republic and in Mexico City, it was uh, four. 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 Now I go back it's to those. Days and I, are so good that they don't need that extra four. Exactly. <laughs> what, what, no, but what, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is is the level of football that much better now than it, it was then? I I would argue no. I would put up. I would put up. You know, you know the, the teams then because it's because they had better quality. They didn't have just quantity. And like you know, I look. I look at you know, like I'm looking at the roster for America. I'm looking at. Uh, you know, Guido Rodriguez. I'm looking at Manuel Aguilera. I'm looking at William da Silva. I'm, I'm looking at Mateo Uribe. I'm looking at you know Cecilio Dominguez. I'm looking at uh, Joe Corona, which I don't consider. Although I know he's an American, but I know he's you know Mexican American. But you know Bruno Valdez. I'm looking at Christian Paredes. I'm looking at uh, Renato Ibarra, Darwin Quintero. Really, out of those, the only one that I would keep is uh, uh, the only one really. The, the only two that I would keep, really, is uh, is uh, Ibarra and, and da Silva. The rest, to me, is like bleh. I mean, it's it's like this is supposed to be America, man. It's well, like, but they're, had, they're cheaper. Had, I mean, that that's the whole point, right? Is it? Well, I, I, I understand that, but they're, I mean, they're, these guys are like, bleh. you know, it's like, no, yeah, they're just. I mean, I was, I was, I, I've, been, I've been following the, the the news for the past few days, uh, with Cruz Azul, and they're announcing these names. I'm like, I have no idea who these guys are. Like, oh, he's. Uh, I think Ron, you you posted one that that uh, that, that that Santos signed some. Some schlub that played in the second division in Ecuador or, or Chile or someplace in Peru, and he's twenty five years old. It's like yeah. really, okay, you know, it, uh, you know, and, and I mean, I maybe I should make that argument because you know, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Sina came in like also like you know like he was like a nobody. He was just a journeyman, you know, from the second division. But how many seniors do do really come up? You know, right. So, but it's just it's like I look a bunch of these foreigners, and it's like really. Monterrey has 11 Mexicans on their roster. So, you know, cumplen con la regla, ¿verdad? La, la regla, what is it? Diez ocho or whatever it is. Yeah. But just barely. I think it's nine nine now. Just barely. So nueve nueve. So just barely. And the rest, I mean, and then they can carry, what, like 30 guys? So they have 20 foreigners and 10 Mexicans on, their, on the team. <laughs> I mean, I'll take, I'll take, I will take the 2005 Club America, which had Piojo, Clever, uh, Ricardo Rojas, you know? Right. Over over these guys, I would. There was not one player that's like you give me that 2005 team over this team. Any Man. Rojas, that was El Kevin, right? No, no, no. Uh, Ricardo Rojas, the Chilean. Oh, the Chilean, right? Well, what about the '94 America team? You could even yeah, you, the, you make, the you, one Ben Hacker had when his first when he first took over and and they played really good. I'll and be honest, Ron. That was, team, that '94 team, scared me. <laughs> They were those guys they were outstanding. That was the scariest Mexican team I think I've ever seen. Club team. They were. They could have given a lot of teams. I know. And they didn't win the league title. It's crazy. (laughs) They're like the they're like the eighty two Brazil team. You know the team that was so good that just for some odd reason just 
Ya, Pillí, Calucha, Deja Luis García. I mean, what a great lineup. What a, what a great thing for him to, to be able to serve those guys. You know, I mean, you know, those, you know, guys that, that knew what he wanted to do and, and, and guys that said, Hey man, you know, it, it, what a great apprenticeship for him to have really? that kind of quality of player to serve. Yeah. And, and you know, we're talking about a club from 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and I think that team would compete real easily today. Even the Necaxa team from the nineties. And, and oh the, man, the, that one for sure, dude. That one with it's it's it's. I mean, it's like like that's what I'm saying. Is like I'm looking at all these rosters from all these teams, and it, and it, and it kind of infuriates me because all I keep hearing in you know tweets and 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 shows and stuff like that. Oh, uh, la nueva bomba. We need you know you know so and so team needs that nueva bomba. It's like you need we're, that work. We're getting a little and shade, Ron. We're going to get a little shade from the chat. <laughs> oh. MJP is, MJP is uh, wondering, oye, y Toluca 2002, que wey? But, and he's right. I mean, they, they were announced. I mean, we we have spoken very highly of, of those Toluca teams uh, yeah, we, on, on this it, podcast many times. In, in this show, we've praised Cardoso, man. Uh, we rank yeah. him higher than, uh, yeah. than, than uh, what's his name? Guignac. No, than Guignac, because, oh, you know, he, he's but got all this praise. And, uh, Thirty goals in seventeen games is, is really. Yeah. It was it was his liguilla goals that are, that are off the charts. I mean his his liguilla scoring record is is he scored like fifty or sixty in the, in the liguillas that he played. I, I remember, hey, hey Hoy, do you remember? Do you remember back in the day when you know that uh, that game where uh, they beat America six nothing? And before the game, I was talking smack that local lo- that local Abreu <laughs> was going to have a, a field day. You know, it's like you know, it's, it's it's that money. You know, it's that extra buddy. You know that that uh, that you know, America spent. And then like, boom! It's like uh, America loses six uh, six nothing. And I remember you came, <laughs> you came back and were trolling me. It's like uh, maybe they forgot to cash the check. <laughs> you uh, you, you take it personally, Ronnie. I I I have a sense that you you much you do not like losing to Toluca or to. I don't. No, more than more than any other team for whatever reason that that's the team that you're like no it's interesting no i don't i hate it Demi, I, I, a lot of the family a lot of my family in fact most of my family they're they're chorizeros you know because uh, i have a lot of uncles you know aunts and cousins that live you know in in, in, in toluca proper and outside of toluca yeah, like but, 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 but back to your point, though, about or the point that we have about the league is, okay, so so these teams where there used to be, what, between 20, between 20 and 25 Mexicans, you know, on, on the roster, now there's, you know, there's half that. So where could they possibly go play if, you know, if, if they're talented and they have a chance to play? And, and here's the thing: we're, we still spit on the league. Uh, you know, certain people in the press still spit on the league, and yet these guys want to go uh, play abroad, go you know, go to. And I'm like, really? I said, you, I, I, unless you're going to go to Real Madrid, unless you're going to go to, and I, and I know it sounds like a broken record, but unless you're going to go to Madrid, Barcelona, yeah. Manchester, Juventus, Inter Milan, nah, stay, stay, stay in Mexico.
You know, I, what I, I don't. If, but what about the the player that doesn't have the talent to go play for those teams that that's being that's being frozen out because, you know, he's maybe you know not as uh, as expensive as uh, as you know Fulano de Tal from Asuncion. Where can he go? I know where he can go. Joel, where can he go? Right, right here across the street from my house, John. That's right. Well, not just there. there there's going to there's, there's, there's be three more of them coming in. You know, uh, the college draft here at MLS can't really support that many teams. It. Uh, Rigo is not not having this. Uh, he's not even going to entertain the thought of of, of of Mexican players being developed in MLS. <laughs> wow. No, well, I think, you know, Rigo, you know, and, and we wish him well, uh, was, uh, he, not only did he brave, brave nine inches of, of cold, <laughs> hard snow. Dios mio. He, he was, he was, he was under, he was under the weather. So we do thank, uh, Rigo. And he did get in his, uh, his, his, his Chivas optimistic. What was funny though is that when I, when I tuned in, I, I jumped on the line a bit, uh, a bit late. So, and, Obviously, he his voice sounds. It's I first I thought he was crying and he was talking about Alanis. I was like, man, he's really broken up about this. He was but, very uh, but, upset. He was very upset. About it. But he is upset. And 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 just to, I know you didn't really. I, just to get my my little quick point about that that whole thing. Terribly, 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 terribly handled by Cheetah Bus. I mean, and, and just because it also sends a message to all, every single one of the players that you don't mean shit. Like right. if the if, I mean they 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 just goes to show how expendable and that they're willing to just burn money, just to spite, uh, a, a player if they don't do exactly as they're told. Just, just terrible. Yeah, if, if Vergara's smart, I, I think he, he probably should try to do something to to try to fix something because. Well, now, I don't know. If I, if I was a player, I wouldn't want to play for an organization like that. That it just makes it so blatantly obvious. Joel, uh, explain to me the the current uh, power structure at Chivas right now. So, is the team owned by Vergara or is it owned by OmniLife? Oh, good. Well, it's Grupo. Do we know? Grupo Omni. No, uh, I think he he, he owns it because he's a majority, he majority shareholder. Okay, so he's the majority owner. Okay, but, but it's yeah. operated by by OmniLife Chivas or Group. Right. Grupo, something like that. It's called. So who controls the board of directors there? Uh, hey, oh, yeah. John. It'll be him. Yes, sir. The whole, when the whole thing was going down with uh, the, the the previous ownership group. No, I understand that. Uh, but I, 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 I remember but, uh, Televisa Deportes actually got, uh, and, and they, and this was obviously before YouTube. I wish I, I had where I could find the clip. But there were three people that were listed as the legal owners, and Vergara was one of them. I forget the other two. So, I mean. I don't know. If, I don't know if they've changed things since then, but as of like 2003 or 2004, the people that were on the Chivas de Corazón, S.A. de Sever, whatever, there were three. There were three people. Okay, but that was but that was before the divorce. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, I mean, it, it seems to me that uh, that Vergara might be the quote unquote majority owner, but I don't think that he has. Uh, I don't think he has the votes in the boardroom. So I don't know. I don't necessarily know if he can if he can make any kind of move unless if things move around in there. And of course, the move I'm talking about is getting rid of of, of uh, Iguera, which I'm guessing is what uh, a lot of folks are hoping happens. 
Well, that that's the, the whole place. thing where where the the club was in massive debt, and I I think Higuera came in and he he brought in some you know secured right. some loans to help pay off to pay off some of those debts, but then they did a bunch of bad moves where they lost a lot of money. The whole Chivas TV uh, losing the stadium naming rights, uh, they lost the T-shirt, uh, the main sponsorship. They, you know, they were getting sued by Bimbo for twenty million. Uh, so they were losing money left and right. And then they were spending uh, money on top of that because that's and then uh, and all that they were they were signing they were spending money for all these for all these players, of course. Yeah, which the, 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 the reported they, number. Yeah, which I'm assuming they just took on more loans. Uh, but they, they recently, right. but I mean, they recently started to to patch that up because they they returned to Televisa, they returned to Univision by extending the contracts. Uh, they finally have a stadium sponsor. Uh, they got a jersey sponsor as what well. What is it? Is it like a Estadio Bardal or I forget what is it? it was a, I didn't even pay attention, Joe. <laughs> to be cup. honest, I, I just saw they had a sponsor. I was like, oh, good. It's gonna be Estadio Chocomilk. But but I mean, just the fact that they've been trying to cut player wages, so you know they they're still you know trying to even the numbers out. You know, going back to what you said about the disconnect, Joel, and 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 the fact that the, the that each party had three different messages. You, you know, the coach, the GM, and the owner. I mean, are these guys are these guys even talking to each other? Yeah, at they, all. Yeah, and the rumors was that they weren't because the, the rumors was that Vergara has kind of been staying away, and so so Iguera's been and 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 you could see it in the in the news too when. Uh, when there's like FMF or Liga MX meetings, the guy showing up is Higuera. Uh, to the last one, it was Higuera and and one of Vergara's sons. <laughs> you know, so he's, uh, I don't know if he's had enough or he's just going through some bad stuff. I don't know. Hard, to, hard to tell. Interesting. Well, hopefully... Uh... I mean, I just honestly, I just don't know what uh, the, the reality is. That I just, I don't, I don't necessarily think that Adamis is going to play until. Well, you know, you know, they'll, they'll have a good novella that they can uh, that they can milk for the first month or so. We'll see how it does, especially if the defense plays badly. If the defense starts playing badly, then like, you know, they're gonna. It's not going to be good for the for the for the front office. For the front office there. Well, gentlemen, we didn't get a chance to talk to uh, before our Christmas, uh, our little Christmas sabbatical. The uh, the, the fact that Tigres uh, won, won well the uh, the clausura, the, the third, uh, or I'm sorry, the apertura, the third apertura in a row that they uh, that they won in, in the in the Clasico. Ring. Of course, the first leg was was played in a in a driving driving uh, frozen drizzle storm. That uh, made made it very interesting, and then the second leg, uh, uh, well won by Tigres uh, by by winning two to one. And uh, Atuca has now won four championships for Tigres, where in their previous what forty years they'd won two. So uh, at at what point do they do they name a street uh, for for Tuca like they named a street for Bucetich in Monterrey? I mean, when is that going to happen? A club World Cup uh, win. Nah, it'll probably come sooner. No le voy a discutir con usted. Why are you throwing shade at 
Tuca, Dan. You, you're, not, you're not a Tuca guy, are you, Dan? I'm not. I like him. I think he's good. just don't think he's great. Well, I don't necessarily think he's, like, great, but, I mean, uh, you know, he's been successful everywhere he's been. I think uh, the team that he has, I, I, I think any good manager would, in my opinion, would, would get similar results with the team that he has. Yeah, and let's not forget that Tuca uh, won a title at Pumas, too, with a team that looked nothing like that. So, Hey, man, I didn't say he wasn't a good manager. Just... I'm just um I, I just think that you're a little bit more willing to overlook the shortcomings. Hey man, everybody has everybody Where has I'm them. I'm not willing to overlook them. I'm 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 keeping them in the equation and when it's all kind of like hey, everybody has warts. You know, uh I don't know, man, that he is he that is and my, also my, the lack of an international title spot. that's lacking. I think that's lacking too. So like a Conca Champions, that's sorely lacking. Well, let's hope let's hope he gets it. Let's hope he gets it. Uh, I do too because be... I think I mean ultimately, there Tigres is a team that you can count on to be one of the strongest as far as like no matter you know their current form aside, talent wise, they're going to be one, two, or possibly th- or even as low as three as far as talent goes. So you want a team, you want the most talented team going to that competition at, at the World Cup. Because at least that gives them the best chance. Right, and they... Uh, In they, my opinion. They changed the format, so uh, it is a straight-up... I mean, straight Pachuca, up... goes there, Pachuca goes out there without, without Chucky. I mean, like, what's the point, dude? Isn't it amazing how... Uh... Mexican teams luck in the uh, in, 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 in the Club World Cup. Uh, when when the, the the first time I think ever they got to play the South American team in the uh, in the semifinals. Every time it's like every time they they would win when they'd have to you know beat the team from Casablanca or from you know uh, Japan or wherever. If they if they would get and that was never an easy task for that for those teams. And when they, if they got by, they'd always end up playing you know Barcelona. Or Real Madrid a few times. Club America did it finally. They get to play Barcelona. They get just horse whipped, <laughs> and uh, you know it was like four or five nothing. It was it was like they were just. And uh, then the next time they do it, they play when La Volpe took uh, uh, took them last year. They play Real Madrid again, and, and again it was. Uh, I mean, it was it was not the America that you want to see. I mean, they they were extremely defensive and just just. Just hanging on. I mean, just like you know, white knuckling the whole game, and uh, they ended up losing that. So Pachuca finally gets to play the South American team. They're playing. Uh, it was Gremio, right? It wasn't that team that they played. And they take they take them the extra time, but they they had no goals. So they had they had no player that can make a difference for them, and they end up losing one zero. So you know, as you said, if they would have had Chucky, then maybe they would have had a chance. If they would have had their their, uh, and it just and it just didn't happen. So. Uh, Them's the breaks, I guess. For, yeah, for the Mexican teams in the but club. But yeah, so that's what that's why I, I personally would like to see Tigres. Hey, and and I I predict that Tigres would win. So, um, a little bit because of Tuca and 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 how they looked, especially in the first leg, but also the 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 ability of Monterrey to, to choke or just to come up short. I felt was 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 strong. You know what I like about the Clásico Regios? It, it's, it, it seems like more often than not, maybe you guys that watch the uh, the other uh, Clásico can, can attest, 
but it seems like it's always like the like the lifelong guys, you know, the guys that just you know, or, or like the you know the the, the 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 major blue guys that end up winning those ties. You know, occasionally, it's like the superstars, but it always seems to be like, you know, the defender that scores, you know, you know, once every nine months, or you know, or, or, or some guy off the bench that you know is like a, you know, been with the team for fifteen years or whatever it is. It always seems to be a guy like that that, that decides those, and that's what happened in that one. Uh, oh, Ed, was there was there some some uh, unsung Chiva Chiva player that scored some huge goal against Cuba America that he'll be forever remembered for it, or at least, yeah. or at least forever remembered by you for scoring against America? Yeah, like 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 to win a win a big Clasico. Nah, just because we haven't had. I mean, just. The, the recent one we had for Ligilla and, and we lost. Oh, so it's because you haven't seen it actually have, you know, win. You know, if we're just talking about single performances, not necessarily against a rival, but in a big situation, Chuletita. Yeah, I he mean, had the, he came out of nowhere and scored four goals. He, he'll, he'll forever be remembered for that. And, and if, if and I'm not mistaken, he'll, he'll forever be the most shocked himself. Chuletita is the leading goal scorer in, in CONCACAF Champions League. History, if I'm not mistaken, that's incredible. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going to look that up. I, I'm pretty sure that that's the case. Uh, we're we're going to we're going to get some. Uh, we're going to get to the bottom of this. I think that's the case. Speaking of the of the, of the Conca Champions, the format has changed, so it's now going to be round of sixteen starting in February, and they're, I guess every three weeks or so they're going to play until uh, they whittle it down to the uh, to the final. So they don't have to play the group stage to go right into this. Uh, I think it's going to make the tournament. A lot more entertaining because I think I think there's going to be some upsets. So I don't, I don't know how y'all feel about that, but I am looking forward to it. And America's playing in it, and then so's Chivas and Tigres and Cholos. So there's there's good representation. Now there's uh, there is uh, some some strong uh, uh, some strong wood in that tournament. Ron, do you want to go back to the Club World Cup? Do you care? Uh, to be honest, not really. <laughs> I I still prefer Sodio Americana and, and Libertadores over over that. Well, it's it. This is the hand that they that, that they dealt us. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, no, nah, just the winning the Concacaf is is is, uh, is fine for me. I mean, I, honestly, the Club World Cup. It's like the only way. The only reason. It matters for even like a Barcelona and stuff like that. It's just so they could brag about a, you know, winning this, you know, uh, a double or a triple or a quadruple or you know whatever. But it's, Ron, but it's not like, but not like it really matters to them. Do you know who is the, uh, the club that has won the most uh, Conca Champions titles? America, obviously. America. That's exactly right. They, with with seven, uh, Cruz Azul has six, Pachuca five, Saprissa three, Unam and Monterrey three. Toluca too. John, I finally uh, remembered a, a good yeah, please, run, please run, it. It, it just came back to me, dude. Nipples got hard and everything. Wow. Uh, said, wow. You said a memorable goal. Go ahead. It was it was Espinosa, it was a classico. Uh Ben Hacker Ben Hacker was coaching uh Chivas. So he came back to Mexico and it was, it was, you know, interesting that he went to the rival club. And if I'm not mistaken, the Magister could confirm. 
So I think America was winning 2-0 and, and America came, um, Chivas came back to win 3-2. And, uh, this goal was, uh, Misael Espinosa and it was, uh, Tres Toques. So the goalie kicked it, uh, one of the midfielders with his head, you know, prolonged it and then, uh, Misael brought the ball down in the box to score the goal. And I never seen a goal that quick, you know, in the IMAX. Three right. quick touches. That was that was one of my most memorable goals there. Okay, so uh, that is a good one. That is a good one. Uh, Ron, is, is there is there a is there a Wheeler goal that uh, that you remember fondly? To so you didn't have to pound your wall with your fist. Uh. What was that? It, it was uh, that. No, just, just smacking my lips. Uh, Edu. Uh, Edu's goal where uh, it's a header. And uh, he, uh, come, I think the pass came from Sagi, like, you know, almost like it was a long, long pass across the field. And, uh, and I forget who sent the cross, but he sent the cross with a Rabona. And Edu scored it with a header and stuff. Uh, I think that's probably one of the most memorable goals uh, for me, for uh, Clásico. In fact, let me try to... In fact, uh, hold on, I'll I'll try to find it. That was uh, definitely... Definitely... What year was that? We're going into the history banks for these these old-fashioned teams like Teams in America. The, The new teams are taking over. The North the, 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 Okay. The North All right. Right. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. It was the Toninho's the one that scored it and it was a pass from Edu. I remember that Edu was involved somehow. Uh, but it, it, this is this is like, like in the kinda like in like in nineteen ninety, this is like one of the years like when, when I started to watch, you know, a lot more soccer. Retro uh, Ronnie, Beto. Uh yeah. yeah. The retro days. Yeah, the, yeah this is retro Ronnie because he likes to reminisce. Okay. What we need to do is I need to like 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 we need to pipe in like 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 this is like a coming off a record. You know, you hear the the record scratch and then Ronnie tells, "Please, please continue, Ronnie." All right, all right. This is this is the one. This is the one. We need the music from the. We need the music like from the NFL films. No, don't. Okay, I'm putting Cantina and I'm putting all you guys on this. Uh, don't uh, John Joel... see Joel, Joel challenged me just now, so we're gonna have to <laughs> on the frozen sidewalks of Philadelphia. I posted it, I posted it on Twitter. So check it out. The voice of God. I got to work there for for a football season. It was fun. That's that is good music. That, I could hear like they were like the call of like maybe clever boss like knocking in a goal or something. <laughs> I I I I, I, I can see myself giving a bit of a, a semi over, over, over <laughs> something like that. That's what Liga makes me do, man. Hired those NFL film guys to do some English. Oh, content. man. History of Liga MX. 
<laughs> We've talked about this before. It's they easily should... the most like brilliant sports uh, sports film. They they should get they should get you know the scores from Sam Spence and and Basil Polidorus the dude that did like Conan the Barbarian like that the Riddle of Steel and and Riders in the Storm and shit like I mean those are some great soundtracks, man. Yeah, Sam Spence, you know he and uh, and Steve Sable never met like in person. Really? Yeah, but okay. but Sam Spence uh, wrote. I mean, the vast majority, uh, you know, they have, they have some in-house guys that have, that have done a terrific job now, but, uh, but they still, I don't know if they still use Sam or not for, uh, at least for some of the orchestral stuff, but, uh, yeah, but I mean, Steve, they did a show on it, uh, like, like they spoke on the phone many times, but, but Sam lives in Munich because, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to, uh, find, uh, symphonies, uh, you know, musicians that, that, that can play the kind of music over there, you know, than say Philadelphia. So, um, yeah, so 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 Sam Spence uh, uh, did all that all, all that music in uh, in uh, in Germany. That's probably the only time in the history of mankind where it paid off, like for Sam Spence, to get a music degree and get a, uh, a history degree. Because I remember, I remember there was a time with Sable, like there was an interview, and Steve Sable's like, "Okay, for this scene, I'm thinking like the Battle of of, of Thermopylae and." and, and Right, and stuff like that. So he would like describe like this is what he's like envisioning. So Sam Spence would like, okay, let me try to uh, let me see what I can come up with, like you know, like this glorious battle. So I mean, yeah, I, I don't know why League MX never did this. You know, they tried it with like the well, you know, and, and I kind of like you know, I like the song that they have at the at the at the you know their their official League MX song. Yeah, yeah, I uh, it, uh, it's a pretty good song. Yeah, and you know, and of course, you know, there's the the, the one of the greatest. Uh, Mexican songs in the world is the is the the Wapango de Moncayo, which is just terrific. Did uh, we ever get the set flute guy to to respond to our request that he could do set flute for Liga Mix theme? <laughs> you know, did that, my, did that my birthday's happen? coming up. Maybe we, maybe we can have a set flute happy birthday song. <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't responded. I think we need to get off the pestles for for him to turn ahead. They're devalued, but. Uh, Maybe we'll try. We'll try. <laughs> Alright, did you guys see the video? I, I saw it. Yeah. That's before my time though, Ron. Oh, from in recent okay, alright, let me go let me go to the two thousands. Uh, I'm from RBD coming up. You you're going you're going way past, yeah. Um let me think. Let me think. One that really, really got me. Oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, he actually went and ended up playing in uh, in your team, Dan uh, Santos, like Paquito Tor- uh, Torres. In fact, he, like he scored like these two beautiful goals for America, and like after that, they kind of like blew him up and stuff like that. And you know, they're saying that this guy was going to be like Guatemala Blancos, you know. Uh, replacement uh, Paco Torres. I thought Moren Mosqueda was going to be. Uh, no, it's actually Paco Torres. It was Paco Torres. In fact, I remember. I remember My, they were. I uh, thought Moren too was was was. Uh, he was good. Coming. Oh, he he was good. He was, Paco, he, he, Paco Torres. Paco, um, you know what? Was a, I think believe he still is, um, but he's had a, a solid career. No, he he's he's had. A, he didn't live up to the expectations as as far in terms of a national team. But as far as being uh, a journeyman and you know being productive, 
club. I, I think he's been wonderful. Same as, like, for example, El, Chato, El Chato Rodriguez, same as El Lucho Perez, the same, like, even as Cuauhtémoc Blanco would call El, El Enano de, do, de Dos Metros, uh, Israel Lopez from Toluca. So, yeah, I mean, those are, you know, journeymen. Uh, but it was Paco Torres versus Chim. In fact, when you first thing that you do is Paco Torres, it was in Clausura 2003. Yeah. Yeah, Paco Torres. I remember those were really nice goals. Oh, memories, memories. All right, so I have the uh, the the Conca Champions schedule, and uh, let's have a look here. So uh, Chivas, uh, they're going to play Cibao FC, uh, first time participant, and Tijuana is playing Motagua, Honduras. America's got a right off the bat, Saprisa. So. Probably the toughest, uh, certainly the toughest time. Tigres gets Herediano. So that one's uh, a little iffy, but uh, America with Saprisa right off the bat. How is Saprisa doing? Do we, we should uh, contact our, our, our fellow Ticos to give us a scoop on that. But that would probably be the, at least the tie with uh, most. Uh, I'll do a little recon with my coworkers and ask them uh, what they think. They're, I work with a, a number of uh, Saprisa fans. Really? Maybe we should. Guadalajara, maybe should Guadalajara. Maybe we should invite them on the uh, on the show. Yeah, I'll ask him if, if, if see if one of them's up is up to it. Gentlemen, this this is this is uh, an amazing moment that Profe Profe Uribe has joined us. Profe, how are you, sir? Hey, hey, John, good, good. How you doing, man? Happy New Year! Happy New Year, <laughs> Happy New Year to you, Profe. How's everybody doing? We're doing very well, Profe. How how are things in uh, in Long Beach? Uh, they're they're good, man. They're they're awesome. They're, you know, uh, you know when Jolie's in town, I think I think they get a little fabulous too. So, <laughs> wow, I didn't realize that 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 Joel had that kind of effect on a, on 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 the morale of a of a youth team. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. Hey, well, you know, up. He's, he's a magnetic personality, man. He's got a, you know, he's he's got it. It appears to be so. Uh, Profe, real quick, I know I know you're a Chivas fan. I'm glad that we. Is it amazing when we have all our Chivas fan when there's a, there's good good juicy Chivas talk, and we have our our our, 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 our Chivas experts on with us. So uh, this whole Aranis thing, uh, uh, Profe, you you, you have, you have dealt you have dealt with front office types yourself. So, Capello, what you got? What do you mean? As far as uh, those yeah, Alanis, well, yeah, uh, yeah. Tell us, tell tell us yes. your take. What's uh, what's who? Uh... I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. I don't understand it. I need Jolie to to break it down for me because, like, I saw Jorge Vergara like went public. Like he hasn't. He's been pretty quiet, right? For you know, not getting his name in the news, and now he had this. He went full. Uh, you know, he sent he a tweet. Presidential on us. He sent he, a tweet. Yeah, he sent a. He sent a. Uh, we read, know, we read the tweet earlier. As far as I'm concerned, we read the tweet earlier. I can yeah, read he the sent tweet. Out a tweet and and he, he pretty much said he don't know that he's gonna get to the bottom of, of why, you know, Osvaldo Alanis is uh is getting blackballed. Yeah, so, I got I got it right here. It says, uh, you know, I wonder. Ha sido desafortunado el manejo del tema sobre Osvaldo Alanis no refleja la filosofía del grupo Omni Life, Chivas, donde somos gente que cuida a la gente y tenga por seguro que tomaré. Medidas para sancionar a responsable. Haremos todo lo posible para que Alanis cumpla su sueño. 
That's what he said. So, so you know, he said he's people helping people, right? Holy shirts and pants. He he is exactly. He is. Uh, he's going to hey. get to the bottom. He's going to get to the bottom of it. He's going to get to the bottom of it. Hey Juan, do you, yeah. you agree with you, yeah, you or for the Chivas guys? Do you guys agree how uh, Chivas handled Alanis? Well, you're, you're late to their party round. Yeah, they they both uh, they, uh, they yeah they both uh, were not. Well, I, I can't speak for Juan, but I know that Joel was. Uh, well, Joel, speak for yourself. Good no, way. it's just bad. It's it's bad from any angle. Everything it just tells you they, you know, they're they're not in the, in agreement. It was a pretty significant snapshot that that gives you a, a look of, of of how the. Uh, the, the business of the team is being run. But, but I, I want to tell something to Juwan. I mean, after John read the tweet, I mean, what does that tell you of Vergara's involvement? He's trying to get to the bottom of it. I mean, if he was there, he would already know. I, I just I come out and say... Story, man. That's like, you know, it's like the, when the president <laughs> tweets, hey, you know, uh, I don't know, he's, he's going to get to the bottom of, uh, you know, airplane crashes, something like that. You know, he's gonna yeah, make but they, sure they don't have to look for a black box here. It, it, it's pretty obvious he nope. hasn't been around to. He, he's out of touch, man. He's out of touch. He doesn't know. You know, I don't know if if, if Higuera's like running. The, now, Juan, how could you, you possibly know? possibly support a team whose owner is so out of touch when you have another team so close to your heart just waiting and, and begging <laughs> for you to give them another look this season? Well, you know, I I I, I talked to Ron to. Ronaldo, uh, the Luna, that and Joey, and uh, in fact, all of you guys opened it up. That, hey, let's start a, 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 you know, like a junior MLS club over here on this side. You know, you know, I, I got the, I got the contacts as far as all the youths and, and the coaches. What, what was that? Youths. Youths. What? What was you that? Know, I saw. I saw the youths play. West Virginia at the heart of Dallas Bowl in Dallas the day after Christmas. The Utah What's Utes. a Ute? A Ute is a, uh, <laughs> is a, is a, is a Native American tribe. That Dan, I know you picked it up. <laughs> yeah. I think John did too, though. I, I think he I, just went in another direction on purpose. I, I'll, I'll say this, and I know, I know that I am in the extreme, 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 extreme minority. But I side, I side with the Caballeros, uh, impact of the Caballeros. <laughs> the gentleman's pact. Yes, I do. Until, until, you know, and we look at it from, like, for example, here in the United States, obviously the state, the state basically funds and subsidizes player development for the NFL, Major League Baseball, NFL, stuff like that, through, through, you know, from starting from secondary all the way from, uh, you know, high school and college. Uh, I'm going to say yes on the football. I'm going to say no on the basketball and the baseball. I think all that is no, going to It does, John, because, I mean, we play junior high baseball. You know, we play junior high basketball. We no, play, I understand you know. that. But 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 I'm, I'm telling you that uh, kind of like the way soccer is going, that's exactly how those other sports are going. So it no, is, okay. You have to have money to do that. I, you, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm just going to ask a question because I'm curious that I learned uh, of a uh, – of a football academy, pointy ball here in uh, in uh, in the LA area, in uh, in Norwalk, 
where the, the players are, it's like different age groups, like a large age range of, uh, of players as young as 10, they get a scholarship and they're getting like uh, professional guidance in, in, with respect to grades and, you know, school work and getting them ready academically and, and, uh, and, and also uh, athletically, uh, skills, etc. For, for, for a pro career. I don't know if this is pretty common in a, in a lot of cities in well, I mean, there's the IMG Academy that does that for a variety of sports, including football. Tennis and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I remember in real sports when but, they were interviewing, you know, what's her name? The tennis star, uh, Maria Sharapova, when she was like 12 years old. But no, but, but, but going to what I'm saying is like, you know, to the extent of what, how much each sport gets, yeah, yeah, you can make that argument. But, but what I'm saying is that it does get subsidized. That's not the case. That's not really the case in Mexico. The, the the money that gets thrown for youth development, you know, and not just in soccer, but just across the board, is is pathetic. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Mexico does pretty poorly in, in the Olympics. And you know, many many Olympians have always said that, you know, they get hardly any public you know money, hardly any private money. The money that they do get, really, it's not it's not that they get you know throughout the four years, it's only when the Olympics come and right. companies want to pretend that they're all patriotic and want to make it, you know, that song and dance that, you know, that they, that they uh, value sports and that they, you know, are always promoting and, and, and supporting, which is not true. So the reason I'm saying this is because the owners, the, 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 the league MX owners, they're the ones that are taking the risk. And yes, maybe, it, you know, what they're doing is illegal in, in, in terms of FIFA, but if, if you're John, if you're the owner, and you know Hoy, you're the owner, and I'm the owner, and we're all owners here, and we all say, you know what, you know, it's not just a one size fits all. We need to protect our investments, and then we all agree, us, you know, all eighteen of us. Then I'm sorry, that's that, that that's that's just the way the business is, is done. Wait, are you? Are you I, think that... I think, uh, Dave, uh, Dave, let me just say this real quick. I think, uh, I mean, I see Ronnie's point. But I think also, I mean, how does the fan base gonna take this? Because it's what, what the what the players were doing is basically a PR campaign uh, in favor of Alanis and kind of making the the owners, you know, presenting them as, as these bad guys that are just about the the bottom line. Even though, I mean, contract they're hypocrites. No, they're, see, complete, they're they're complete hypocrites. When, when Ron, they, I, I totally yeah. understand what you're saying about the, that. You know, the, but but sometimes teams, and in this case, Chivas. Is, is, I mean, they are, you know, they're, they're, they're tripping over themselves. And then when they stand up, they, they're hitting themselves on the head on purpose. I mean, they, I mean they're just. This is the decision they didn't have to make. It wasn't because of the pacto de cabe. I mean, you know, there's like, okay, so he's not going to play for example. It means he's not going to play for anybody. It, it, it just wasn't a smart decision, period. I mean, I understand happening if, you know, for that, for, for other players, and I get that. And that, but I mean, I mean, it's you make a bad you. decision and you cover your ass by saying, well, you know, because we've made this bad decision, you know, now all 18 teams have to agree with it and we're just going to leave it and then the player gets It's just, just dumb. It's, gonna be, it's not going to affect them, though. I think it's just going to be a blip on their reputation. Oh, it's, it's not, not going to be severe. And, and I actually agree with what they're doing. I think that, I mean, if this guy's already on his way out. Who knows if he's going to play his top? And, and, and if they're rustled and they just want to, you know, stick it to him, then go ahead. It's, their, it's Almeida's decision. To do what he but wants. That's to how, it wasn't his bench him, do whatever. He can do it. But it wasn't I, guess, his I think players have to be smart enough to learn the game. Not and I'm not talking about, you know, on the field, I'm talking about 
the, the business out right. of how exactly yeah. of, the, of the business. And you know the way I, the way I see it is like you know that scene uh, in the movie uh, with Robert Redford and Brad Pitt. Uh, you know they're they're spies. Uh, in the name of the father. Spy movie. What's that? Sp- spy spy game. Spy game. You know spy game. Spy yeah. And you know um, what's his name? Uh, Robert Redford asked you know Brad Pitt to do something, and he was against it, but. You know, the, the the thing almost went bad, and they're on top of a rooftop. And, and, and you know, what's his name? Robert Redford tells Brad Pitt. He goes, you leave. Once you leave this reservation, I'm not coming back for you. So, and in other words, he was saying, you know, you got you to gotta stay. And, 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 well, yeah, obviously. But what I'm saying, I'm saying is that the players also have to be smart. And we've seen it. We've seen it time and time again where, you know, a player thinks he's being cute. And he thinks that he's going to, you know, he's going to change the system. So is Vergara Robert Redford? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't He's know. He's going to bail Alanis Ron. out of the Chinese prison? Yeah, over <laughs> Operation uh, Dinner Out. He's going to break him out? <laughs> Ron, Operation Ron, Dinner I'm, Out. I'm pro gentleman's pack, but I, I feel I, like I am. I, I, I am, you know, like I said, and I, I know that I'm in the small, small minority, but... Until when the Mexican, you know, when, when things get better in Mexico in terms of, you know, you know politics and, and, and the way, you know, daily living and stuff like that. Once we start seeing that investment in, in public education and sports, then, yes, I, I will I will gladly be against the gentleman's packet. But, you know, but you, you know, I'd rather feel in this case that if it was, uh, I think, Higuera, if I'm not mistaken, was just trying to screw over the player. I do think he he was trying to milk him and it just went wrong. And then he just tried to punk him into signing a six month extension. But um I do feel that he is being mistreated. Like I see sometimes like the differences when when uh some of the other players were they just they like Pulido I would say Pulido was being greedy. You know, when he was at Tigres, and Tigres was pretty much doing everything to groom him. Yeah. And, and remember Loco Garcia from Atlas? Yeah, yeah. He came over here, and he was also, he had one good season, and then he wanted, and, you know, and he, and he wanted I, all this. And if I recall, I think it also happened to Jesus Olalde. Uh, yeah. And, but, but, and but, but it, 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 happened, it happens to a bunch of guys, and it happens to a bunch of guys all over the place. The problem with Mexico is that there's not enough of those guys. You know what, though? <laughs> Chivas is really, they're hurting themselves by this, uh, managing this situation terribly because, as it is, they're having trouble, um, you know, signing players. And uh, we, we go back a few years where they were overpaying for, for players. And I think Joey's made that point a few times where they were, they were overpaying for players just because they, they had a bad rep, they, that they were a bad organization. Yeah, and, and players that weren't even that that good, they were like iffy. But yeah. but they're always that they're always going to have to overpay for players. Now this little Twitter this little Twitter battle that they won the players' association. Do you think do you think it's they're really going to win the, the war? But the players no, because the players' association has no power. I mean, the, yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, all, all they can do all all it is is publicity. It's just a, it, yeah, it's, it's just a PR to make, make them look good. I mean, eventually they may, but but I mean they're. You know, at this point, they're... Here's the thing. Since the days of, you know, Beto's idol, Carlos Alberto... From, 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 yeah, from the days of Carlos Albert, 
I mean, you know, he won, he won a legal battle in court against the Mexican Federation. And the, and the people that were supposed to back him eventually, you know, backed out the, his own players, his own you know, teammates and everything. Right. And, and, and this has happened before. And in fact, when, was, you know, was, you know, did same he thing, same. continue his career after that? It, not really. I mean, yes, he did. But, but was it ever the same? No, because there was always that stigma, you know? And it's, and, and it's funny because time and time again, you know, someone, you know, wants to be the, you know, the, the, the savior. But here's, here's what happens. They do it late in their career when really they're nobodies or, you know, they're right. like, they don't have, they, they don't care to say. It's like exactly. a senator who announces his, 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 he's resigning or, or retiring at the end of his term and then can, you know, knowing that he didn't have to worry about getting reelected, can just, you know, say what's on his mind. The yeah, but, you, but usually they do it when they're a little bitter because no team wants to sign them, like in the case of Alex Aguinaga or even Chaco Jimenez or, or you know, now even Rafa Marquez and stuff like that. So so it's it's like, but but at the end of the day, it's people are not are not really, you know, taking these associations seriously because they're getting paid too well. They're 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 not, you know, the the evil men in, in, in long pants, you know, suits and stuff like that. They're not as bad as the press makes them out to be, you know. And, and, and I mean, if it was, the players' association would have backed Carlos Alberto. They would have backed, you know, the guys that wanted to, uh, you know, remember. Joel, the guys wanted to sit out the Copa America in '93 because of the draft. When it came down to, you know, you know they made they you know they they made, they made their line in the sand, and they crapped out. It's like, okay, we'll go. Well, the whole thing about the Albert is it is it it's really tough being the first, but for him there there was there was no second, you know, immediately after that. So there wasn't there was no momentum gained gained by by what he had done. Isn't isn't uh, not a, a Pacto de Caballeros thing because it's just Chivas that's screwing him. No one else is, you know. If he wanted to go to Querétaro, he probably could have gone. Uh, if you, if and no other team is in, involved in this, right? It's just Chivas. Well, well, he could well, go. We'll on, I think we could see that if, if to another team without any problem. Okay, so it's just would it be not, another, a problem though. If if it was a real like Pacto, like where they really want to blackball him, wouldn't they not take him? There isn't no. I don't see a reason why any other team would even care. It's just Chivas. They're mad because he did, he wanted a raise. The way I understand it, Chivas is mad. He wanted a raise and he didn't want to resign. And now he's going to fulfill his six months that are remaining and then get out for free. And hey, he's hey, mad. Hey, Dan, he's, he's going to get paid to do nothing. Yeah. Did Did you ever watch that that comedy special from Damon Wayans like back in like the early nineties? In living color. I'm going to say. I'm going to say no. No. Oh, never mind. Never mind. So I don't see the pacto. You're bringing in the pacto stuff. It's yeah. just <laughs> bring it. Yeah, man. It's just Chivas. But but yeah, I I don't agree with the the pacto in certain senses. Like if uh, I, I ain't going to join with some other owners who's my enemy team, who's my rival and stuff. But think about not, the you're pacto. not enemies. Is, is, you're is, not is, enemies. Is have your you, pacto? You, you, Maybe not in every give aspect, the but players if, more freedom. Have both. Do, 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 hey, uh, so, Beto, do you so think? Because do do don't think, think the that the NFL doesn't have a pacto de Every the MLB, the, the Major League Baseball has Everybody. a pacto de caballeros. NFL has a pacto de caballeros. The NHL has a pacto de caballeros. All these owners, they all sit at the round table and they hire, they hire, and they have a decio de Maria. You know, they have Godel or they well, have. Everybody you know, has a free agency, man, uh, and I think NFL has something similar, right? Yeah, but so not, but not, but not every, not every league has the same things, and not every league has, right. you know, you know, revenue sharing. Not every league has, you know, some. Well, I, 
Well, I mean, I mean, some links have free agency. Some links give. Some links yeah. give like like uh, like, you know, a, a loyal. If they have a salary cap, they'll give like a like a like you know, if a team wants to, you know, if a player wants to resign for the same team, they get like a like a like a like a loyalty bonus. Like you know, this you know this chunk won't count against the salary cap. Some, some leagues have guaranteed you know contracts. Some of them oh, don't have. Geez. Some of them don't the NFL have. Does not have guaranteed contracts at all. Yeah, I think I think the NBA or, or MLB one of those two. I think they do have like a, a MLB guaranteed. and NBA both. Yeah, so it, it it's like. Well, the Sign point is, the point is it's the point is that you know that yeah, yeah. you know each league each league they have their pacto de caballeros their owners they have you know their 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 goon to oversee the day to day and you know and then, like for example in the case of the NFL that's the, that's a Roger Goodell that's like the that's the Marias, you know job well, yeah I mean that's U.S. sports but if you compare it to like European uh, you know soccer and the difference that's the, well, that's the same same time. thing. Same thing, the FA, like the football league, back in the in ninety two, ninety three, they said screw yeah, you, FA, I mean, and they, and they formed and they broke they, away, and they broke away. You know, so, the, so the the pacto de caballeros, it's not the evil monster in the room, like like the Mexican. Yeah, again, I don't, I don't believe the pacto de caballeros, and it's fun, like you said, I mean, you've pointed out, but but to me, the, the players just have to have, they have to have, uh, they have to have a, a, a bigger say in their own careers. True, That's but here, here, here's the thing. And and if that if that mean and 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 I think I think that they can both coexist very comfortably, like that. With the probably the I mean, exception, on, it's, it's ridiculous to say, "Hey, I'm going to not play this guy, but you guys can't ever play this guy either." What the hell? I mean, I'm not talking about I mean, just, just any player. Well, yeah, I think you're or, or, or like or, or like there's, uh, there's no you know if, if Chichado comes back, you know, inevitably to Liga MX, if he doesn't go to Chivas. You know, if he goes somewhere else, you know, he can't even do anything until Chivas gets a piece. I charge for water, John. I charge for water, John. I I, I agree with the owners. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think so, I hear Juwan, or or is that keys rattling? If if you charge for water, <laughs> I'm kidding, dude. I'm kidding. No, but if you charge for water and someone comes over to me, I'm not going to be like, "Hey, man, he doesn't charge for water, or he charges for water." Or, so I'm charge for or, water. or look at a player like Dano de Nigris who had to spend his entire career in Turkey because Monterrey froze him out. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, if I wanted Pulido or de Nigris or whoever or Alanis because he's a benefit to me, oh. I'll take him. I'm not going to. I'm not going to not take him because he screwed Chivas. Okay, but here's 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 the other side of the coin, Bethel. Let's say let's say you spent let's say you spent you know significant amount of money on on uh, on a player, okay? And like let's say that you know the contract is is up, but you know next but the thing about it is like let's say that a team in Europe wants to buy him for like let's say ten million dollars, you know, but what so what you don't get anything. Well, what you do in that situation is, when the guy's contract is up, you say, "Hey, man, we're going to sign. We're going to sign you for a quote-unquote six-month contract. That way, they get a piece of it." That's what they did. That, that's how. That's why that happens. I mean, yeah. what what was what was going to be? He was he was going to Europe, right? He was, and and then he signed a contract for Atlas for like a year or two, whatever it was, knowing that it was so, so because they could make. So I mean, that stuff happens all the time. I mean, there are some teams that manage <laughs> well, that well. Some teams that uh, they, they're still old, right? Deportivo, La Coruña. That's right. Deportivo, they still, well, yeah. Yeah, but it's, who's going to sign a six-month extension, though? Like, if, you're, if your contract's going to expire and you're ready to go to Europe, why But do I don't think he was ready to go. I mean, if he wanted to sign, uh, evidently, allegedly wanted to sign a three-year contract with Chivas, 
So, hey, guys, I, I'm still curious. I know we're getting into the Pacto Cabellos. I'm just curious why Vergara made that statement. What is he? Well, what is the benefit to him to make such a well, statement? Well, he's, he's going to get to the bottom of it. He's getting to the bottom of it. He's Juan. taken to Twitter like, you know, the orange man. He's going to okay, get to the bottom of it. He has the effectiveness in it. <laughs> except, except, except his tweets are not nearly as free. That's damage control. Chivas is looking bad right here. Yeah, exactly. Situation, man. How many, how many times have I told y'all, why can't Diga Mekis and FMF, I mean, what is so hard for them to, to hire a really good PR person? And I have a PR person all right, deal with all, right. all who's, that. Who's drinking and who did it? Who's not passing them? You know who? I, you know who has? A, who has <laughs> That's a, me. That's actually me, dude. You know who had a no, PR? You know, Chava Iglesias had a, had are you, a PR. Are you Chava drinking Iglesias. soy, Ron? No, <laughs> no, no soy. It's a, uh, it's a uh, mineral water. Soylent. Peña fiel. Soylent protein. Oh, I, I love Tehuacan. It's delicious. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Don't act like you're not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> So what was that? What was, what was your what was your question? Damage control, man. Yeah, it, it's they're, they're yeah, totally it's hosed. Hosed. They they it was so bad. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. They're 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 gonna lose money on this. They might their attendance, their the, the fan base. You know, is gonna not gonna buy the the merchandise. I don't, I don't know about that, but I mean, it it just looks bad when you have everyone saying different things, kind of playing hot potato. You know, sending them to the sending them to the under twenty team, and then and then when the player union makes a big fuss, all of a sudden, oh yeah, we fixed the situation has been handled. You know, and then come back to well, he's not playing because he only has six months. But then you look back because you get quota for six months on loan. Right, so he's gonna be with us for six more months. <laughs> Yeah, that that's wrong. That's one thing I said. Um, you know, if it's over wages, because that was one of the rumors I heard that the team was trying to cut back on wages and the payroll, then I don't think they should have gotten quota on loan just to make room, you know, for to pay some of these other players, especially the veteran players, you know, just to be able to afford to have them on the roster. Do you, do you think this is increases or decreases Chivas' uh, chances of signing uh, future expats like uh, I don't know Chucky, Vela, Gio? No, I, I just Guardado. think they they just have to be more smart with the with the you know with the contracts. But but those you know what half those, of those guys would say when they say, "Hey, you know who's interested in y'all?" Chivas, don't make me laugh. <laughs> Come on, Juan. <laughs> no, but but they, they, those guys know what's up already. They have. Really good promoters, and and they they already know they they already know how to play the game. They'll go know? into it more cautious. Well, with more guarantees as well. That's why it's you know, more I, likely I, I, for I, them look, to end up in MLS. It's all got to be in writing. You're not going to make the right decision every single time. You're going to make some wrong decisions. It, it, it's how you handle the aftermath of the wrong decisions. You know, you know, you know how how long are you going to let it affect you? And right now, Chivas is, is 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 massively letting this bad decision affect them. And yeah, they, and, they need and, to tie it off as quickly as possible. And, and you know, John, I could I could I could see why you know, like Alanis would want better wages, given that um he's a national team player. And and I I, I don't I haven't seen it, but it, it'll be interesting to see how much he makes compared to some of the other, you know, some of the other the top earners of the club. 
Right. So that, that could be another reason, you know. Yeah, you know, he's it, probably, it, it should be a negotiation. I mean, at six player. months, he can say, look, I'm honoring my contract now. You know, I, I want a three-year extension, and they have to come back. So, and then the, it's a negotiation, and you work it out. But if, but if, but if they don't, but if they don't think that they, that that he's worth being there for another year, then you take that stance. You know what, dude? After the six months, you know. The, the, the thing is, he he's he's as injury prone as freaking uh, uh, what's that? I forgot his name. Already, the defensive mid that Chivas used to have, the ball guy. Oh. Could you imagine? Is he back at Chivas? Didn't Santos send him back? Hey guys, I think one of the uh, the the biggest parts of this whole thing that we're missing about about this whole conversation is that you know we talk about free agency and and especially how it's done here in the U.S. with 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 the major sports where the players are free to move around. How different would those leagues be if? Say Jerry Jones, you know, seeing he's got a pretty good team, uh, you know, is missing one piece, goes to the other owner saying, hey, I'll pay you $200 million for Tom Brady. Got a few years left on his contract. How different would those leagues look if, if that's how this? So, so the fact that, that, that clubs, yeah, you know, once a player's contract is up, he can go wherever he wants because his contract is up. But, but so how, I mean, obviously, that's the biggest difference in, in, in player movement between soccer and, and, and at least in the United States. It's amazing we're talking about these uh, these antiquated teams like Chivas in America when the, <laughs> the Monterrey teams are, are taking off and they're going to be dominating from decades to come. We don't know that. We don't know that. Decades. Decades. What is this word? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, on another note, I just read, uh, um, I just read lo difícil en el caso de Chivas Alanis, eh, eh, no es apoyar una o otra cosa, o verdaderamente difícil es decir la verdad. And someone responded, lo difícil para ti fue encontrar tus dientes cuando el vengador de Tepito te reventó los hocico. These responses to Faiso, so, man, they're poetic, dude. It's yeah, like the bank, huh? uh, these guys, we have so many Nobel Prize, you know. Beautiful, uh, beautifully written. Beautifully yeah. written. Yeah. And then, like another, Someone's going to do a book on that, Ron. Someone's going to monetize. It should be us. The, the, the biggest. Oh, you just, yeah. It says, difícil, difícil fue la maniobra que logró hacer Cuauhtémoc Blanco en la ventana del vestidor para darte tremendo y solamente cachetadón. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, so there's, 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 there's like a, like a, like a, hey, dude. Uh, soccer chronicle, soccer chronicle brings you. <laughs> right, this sounds good. Like greatest putazos, dude. The coffee table book. Yeah, That's I was thinking idea. the same thing. That Let's work on it, dude. Book. Dude, it's like it's it's like it would be like the equivalent of Drew Carey's uh, dick jokes. You know, 100 best dick jokes. Right. <laughs> 100 best putazos. Yeah, let's come up with a good name, dude. We're offline. <laughs> I was, I'm not going to lie, dude. I was going, I was like really, really like getting depressed because like for like four or five days, he didn't, you know, he didn't tweet anything. And like, you know, that's, that's, I rely, I rely. You will wake him. up, you will wake up in the morning, Ron. It's like, ching, I was like, I was, what's that? So, so instead of, instead of taking a, like a 15 minute dump, you only yeah. take like a three minute dump. 
Yeah, first, yeah, it's like it was... first thing in the morning. Ron would check Michael's Twitter. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's like, lie it's, too, it's like reaching over and grabbing your pack of smokes. <laughs> and what's the last thing you do before you go to bed? Read his tweets. tweets. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like Tampa went out in the ashtray. I'm, I'm telling you, you, uh, you know, it's like, and I said, I made this, you know, comparison. It's like, like watching El Chavo del Ocho. You know, you know what's going to happen. You know that, you know, they're going to hit Senor Barriga. You know that, you know, Don Ramon's going to get slapped. You, you know it's coming. <laughs> But how it comes, that's what really is the funny part, you know? So it's like, that to me is like watching the show with the boat. Just, I know it's coming. I just want to see it. <laughs> my, uh, my favorite Chavo, Chavos del Ocho were the, um, <laughs> the ones in the classroom, man. I love I love Profe Girafales, man. He was just... Uh, oh, the classroom was, yeah. There was a guy on Big Soccer that used to, used to go by the name El Profe, and his avatar was El Profe. Girafales, and I thought that was just fantastic. But well, there was also a Chompira. That's right. Chompira. <laughs> That's right. What a great show. And I found out that Chespirito is, is uh, what it meant was little Shakespeare. Chespirito. Mm. Yes. Chespirito. Little Shakespeare. Because, uh, yeah, he was, he was a writer for Televisa for many years before he started performing, right? Wasn't that how he got started? Uh, I'm not sure... I know that he, not I wouldn't. I don't think he was like he, he wrote that long for Televisa or Telesistemas back then. But yeah, I mean, he got hooked up with yeah. him and the rest is history. When he uh, when he passed away, I was uh, I was in Corpus, and well, just the fact that I mean, even even like the the, the Casabalon guys in like in Ecuador were dressed like a chavo, you know, you know, just shows you the impact that he had in. Uh, in Spanish speaking Latin America, I mean, he must have he must have gone from from Juarez in Brazil too. You yeah, what is down at Tierra del Fuego? I mean, it was it was you know certainly one of the one of the biggest TV stars of uh, in the world. So yeah, and a lot of these dudes uh, they would go up to Mexico games. Uh, they would go dress as Chavo or Chapulín and. And they'll get recognized when I was, when I was, in, Van, when I was in Vancouver, uh, there was a, there was a chavo and a chilindrina and a chapulín. <laughs> they, they were riding the uh, the metro with me down to the stadium. Yeah, it used to be a couple dudes, and then all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, there's like thousands, there's thousands of chapulines. Yeah, people were getting, you know, just. That was well, actually one say... of my uh, my most touching and poignant moments for that you know after he passed away because I mean. I don't know about y'all, but I mean, I, I grew up watching Chespirito, so I mean, he uh, and I'm sure you guys did too. Uh, I mean, he's still on. I mean, it, the stuff is still on. But uh, that that old uh, DC comic when Superman died, and they had all the all the superheroes, and they had his casket, and somebody had uh, superimposed the the, the Chapolin Ch heart on the on the casket. <laughs> it was fantastic, fantastic. One just uh, I, re- I really really captured the moment. <laughs> That was that was actually one of the first superheroes I saw, Chapulín. Yeah. Oh, me too. I was I, I, a little guy. I, mean, I barely remember, but I definitely remember that. <laughs> that was a superpower to to get really small. Yeah. It's kind of counterproductive. <laughs> so. And the uh, and the thing with whole Chespirito and the you know the it, it, it was not necessarily a uh, uh, an fu. To U.S., you know, you know, superheroes, but it was that Mexico and Latin America needed their own. 
So that's why he created, the, you know, those super the, the Hispanic or the Latin American superheroes, you know. But he didn't make them with like magical powers and and you know superhuman, you know, feats. You know, he he basically decided to use what we all have as you know our humor and our wits and stuff, which I think is brilliant. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, he did score. You know, I can't give him the greatest goal in 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 in, in Estadio Azteca history. But oh yes, certainly the second. El Chamfle, second grade. Absolutely. Do you remember, hey, do you remember when uh, when Chamagol would score and he was <laughs> always he always celebrate with Chespirito? But the ones that were the what my favorite celebration, and I think I think he did it to your team if I'm not mistaken, Pumas, was that he scored and like El Chamfle, you know, he would pull, you know he would pull up his pants. Like, you know, from right. the side and then from right. the front, you know? I thought that was one of the best celebrations that I'd seen in the whole, you know? Yeah, that you have to give him a... So was all that up with... Because uh, wasn't he a Necaxa fan or, or or was he Americanista? Who? Uh, Bolaños. Bolaños was Americanista. Oh, he was? Yeah. Yeah, he, he was. was. Big, big time. The, you know when the uh, you know the Monty Python does their international philosophy bit, and uh, the, I think Michael Palin whatever like scores on a, on a diving header in the at the end of it. He always thought that the, the BBC should include that goal as part of the like you know hundred great goals, you know videos, and uh, and I think that you know the 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 goal that a Champions scores at the Azteca there was should definitely be uh, considered. When they do the Liga Mekis, you know, 100 great goals, it should definitely be considered one of those. One of those. All right, gentlemen, we'll wrap it up here on, on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, uh, just a, a brief uh, foray into uh, the first week of Liga Mekis. It's, uh, it is back. And it actually starts off, conveniently enough, with, uh, with Tigres def- uh, starting to the, the defense of their title. Uh, they're playing at Puebla, where apparently where they haven't lost in ten years. And then uh, Atlas plays León, so you know some decent games on on, on Friday night. On Saturday, uh, Cruz Azul plays Tijuana, and and, Mon- and uh, Monterrey or Monterrey plays uh, Monarcas. Uh, Pachuca plays Unam, and Necaxa plays Veracruz. Veracruz has a new coach, uh, Memo Vasquez, who, uh, uh, well, at least for Veracruz's sake, uh, you know, they, I'm, I'm sure they're, they're hoping that he uh, can save them from uh, relegation. If he does, then uh, and he's cut loose, which he probably will be, then then he's going to get a, a a great shot of doing the exact same thing for Pumas the following year. And then on uh, on on Sunday, uh, we have quite uh, quite the 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 roster of games. We have Toluca playing uh, Guadalajara at noon. So that's the other thing, Joel, is that not only do they play at altitude. Against you know, which yeah. is a pretty decent team, they have to do it at noon, where it's you know the it's a stifling fifty eight degrees in Toluca. You know, it's like really, you know, that sun is just awful. And uh, let's see, we have Querétaro playing América, uh, and Santos is playing Lobos Buap, who I think just need to make like uh, eighteen nineteen points, and they have uh, amazingly have to have saved themselves uh, from the drop, at least at least for this year. So good on them if they can keep it up. And that's the. Uh, so I believe that uh, that 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 uh, Ron is on record. He has he has he has 
added to, to the official record saying that if, if, if VAR goes into effect for the Clausura, then America wins going away. Yes, yes, yes. Who's yes. Uh, so who, who wins it this year? Well, that's what I'm asking you. So if, if VAR isn't in effect, then, then, then what's going to happen? Who wins? Uh, if VAR is in effect, I think America's going to take it. If it's not in effect, I think, uh, believe it or not, I have a feeling that it's probably going to be uh, Pachuca. Pachuca, all right. Yeah. Uh, Ron picks the young, the youngsters who uh, who actually played well at the at the Club World Cup. They ended up in third place in a, a lot of, at least in the consolation game. The uh, a lot of teenagers played that game, and uh, you know, you know, Pachuca is a team that is uh, has obviously taken the the bulls by the horn as far as the uh, being the the club that right now is is really working on developing their their young players. So Ron takes Pachuca. I'm going to go Chiquis. Chiquis, I didn't get a chance to introduce you. You just kind of you just kind of hopped on, but uh, glad glad you're with us. I know you're running late. You're down in San Antonio. Were you were you on the Riverwalk, Cheekies? No, I was doing church stuff with the family. Oh. Church stuff with the family. All right. So you've you've had you've had time to ponder about everything, uh, Cheekies. So who's who, who's who's it going to be? Are you are you are you are you are you is is winter still coming for the rest of uh, for the rest of Liga Mekis, the teams from the north? Uh no, the North are going to continue on. I was I was watching a hilarious uh, episode of uh, Picante when they were just attacking. They were going off on uh, on uh, what's that from America? Oh, Tonio. No, the uh, the, the token Americanista. No, the owner Americanista. Uh, Pelais. Pelais. They were going off on Pelais, man, and oh. he was getting rustled because uh, fighters and everyone was telling him that Monterrey, Monterrey are the teams. America's you know old news. <laughs> He was like doing his best to defend and like saying, "Oh, but all these uh, reversals we're getting and all this stuff," and they're like laughing at him. That we're getting, so he's still, yeah, I guess, I guess so. So, he's so actually you, comparing. So, which one is it going to be, Chiquis, Monterrey, or, or Tigres? Or what are you talking about? Who's going to win? The, who's going to win the title? In addition to obviously introducing you, because we're wrapping um, up the show. Was asking who I thought Monterrey was going to win this this last uh, yeah. matchup, but and I think didn't they aren't they getting someone else? Well, they uh, got the, the Urrieta Vizcaya guy from uh, from Pachuca. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they, they they should take it then. Okay, so you think that, that that's the move that's going to put him over the top? Yeah, I like that guy a lot. Yeah, he's actually he's, and he has it and he's on the Uruguay radar for the World Cup, so I'm sure he's hoping that he has a good season as well. All right, I'm going to move on down to uh, Mister. Preciado over in Escondido. How do y'all pronounce it? Is it Escondido or how, how do y'all say it? Um, I guess it depends on who I'm talking to. <laughs> okay, so you're yeah. talking to us, so how would you say it? Escondido. Escondido. All right. I'll whiten it up, Americanize it. All right, and if you're talking to Tenda, you're talking to somebody where you would say it differently. Yes. My parents, Escondido. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Escondido, yeah. Escondido, way. So it's not it's not the biggie or anything like that. Um, well, locals like to uh, the the snobs uh, in San Diego proper like to refer to Escondido, which is <laughs> I don't, <laughs> which I personally don't like. <laughs> I've grown quite fond of this place. Sorry, Dan. No, it's okay. It's okay. All right. Well, Dan, who uh, 
Who do you have? Uh... Oh, man. Uh, I'm struggling with this one. I don't like anybody uh, besides Tigres and Monterrey. And, uh... <sighs> the likelihood of a, a, for a repeat is pretty low, especially with with the, with the extra games going on. Yeah, what the hell? I'll, I'll pick them. I'll pick them again. What the hell? Who? Pick Tigres. 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 Yeah. Are they going to do the? Are they going to do the double? Are they going to do the double? Yeah, I'm going to say they're going to they're going to they're going <clears> to <throat> eke into the playoffs. Uh, I, don't, I haven't seen the calendar, but I'm assuming that that maybe the the games will be over and they'll be able to concentrate on Liguilla. All right. So Tigres and what about Conca Champions? Are they going to they're going to take that one too? I'm hopeful. Yes. Well, at that point, if that happens, will you be able to put your put your hands on Tuca's shoulder to say, "You're finally a man," and you can? I want to believe. Dude. From your, you can move on. From I want to believe. Tuka. All right. I want to believe. So Dan Dan says, "Tigres double Joel." And now, before we go get to Joel, though, I want to. I'm, I'm sure, I know that Rigo dropped off, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna make a proxy pick for Rigo and say he's picking Chivas. He's picking Chivas. Yeah. He's just... he is, Rigoberto is going to pick. Chivas. So, Joel, uh, what you got? John, I think you called it at the beginning of the show. I think you went with Cruz Azul. Uh, this could be the year, man. This could be the year they get their Cruz mojo Azul. back. Teams, uh, you know, it's a World Cup year. Some of these South American players are going to have to pass. And I think they might, you know, ease off, ease off of the pedal as a, as the league is coming to a close. Already locked in to, to represent their national teams. Are, are you saying, are, this is, are you saying that they're going to win in Pro de 2018? Are they going to win in Pro de 2018? <laughs> Pretty much, man. <laughs> but I, I, you know, this is my prediction. I, I always make a second one at at the midseason. Yeah, me too. Because because things change a lot. You know, you could have an injury, you have different coach, whatever. Different different the situations change. Um, but but right now, I'm liking uh, Chafazul. So you say you say you reserve to you reserve the right at midseason to, to uh, <laughs> modify no, I mean, your prediction. You, 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 but I mean, you can still call me on on that. You know what I mean? Well, I'm not calling you on anything because, uh, frankly, I'm actually oh, pinche Joel because <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, I I had I had picked Cruz Azul to win the yeah. the, the apertura, thinking yeah, that they're yeah. that they're starting to turn the corner, and now, you know, you know, I'm I'm kind of. You know, I'd like to see it happen uh, for them, but uh, so you kind of did steal my thunder a little bit on that. But that's okay. I, <laughs> I, I, I have sold no. you many times on this show, so yeah. No, I I, I saw it. Like I, I do think they managed to to improve, and they had some good stats under Hemis. You know, uh, possession and other stuff like that. It's just the coach was just a, You know, he he was <laughs> very controversial. Trying to get people to fight and stuff like that. Yeah, he, uh, for whatever reason, didn't seem to to mesh with 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 the whole Mexican league on Mekis thing, unfortunately. So, 
It seemed <laughs> yeah, like if he would have just let it let it happen, I think that he would have. Uh, yeah, and then the whole not calling the team, just you know, adapted the culture a little a little better. But I think, but I think know, like, go ahead. What happened? No, I think Xenia could build on what what you know what the team has been going. He could build on top of that, and and they they got some decent players there. And again, I mean, let's let's be honest with Cruz. I know that they've had you know a rough couple of years, but you know this this is a club that traditionally has been uh, very strong for a very long time. So there's there's no reason to think that they're going to be in like a a four or five year funk. A two year funk happens. Three years is like totally unheard of for them. And, so and they do have Carlos Fierro now, so that's that's a plus they, right there. And 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 and, and you think that uh, that Chivas is is, is going to have to pay the iron price when they uh, when when they play. You think that Carlos Fierro is going to be the he one might. that, that uh, what would you do Joel if if he like celebrates like a madman? Or do you think No, I would? mean I'll be glad for him, but I I or would you know. rather would you rather see him not celebrate just go hey. No, you know. he you know. Here's a high five, here's a high five. No, I, I always want Mexican players to do good. Uh, especially those falling on the wayside. I I checked up on uh, Chaton. He's he's alone at Puebla. Yes, he is. That's another guy they were hoping for. Chaton is gonna is gonna have he's a is gonna he's gonna be like like it's gonna be like the the early version okay. of Dark Phoenix. He's gonna rise <laughs> and, uh, and 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 make it and make it to the uh, to the World Cup. No, I, I think Cruz Azul is a really good pick. Uh, I mean, honestly, right? I mean, at this point, it's the usual suspects between uh, between Cruz Azul, well, America, Tigres, and Monterrey. Uh, I also would wouldn't mind adding uh, 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 Leon and even Monarcas to uh, to the mix. I think that they both uh, have. Uh, I mean, they made the Liga last year. I mean, they, you know, Leon gave Tigres fits and Monarcas. Uh, you know, they kind of got got the shaft as well a little bit on their. Uh, you know, as far as refereeing goes, so uh, you know they, they certainly have uh, some dark horse potential. But uh, but I do think that ultimately at the end it's going to be. Uh, I think Monterrey is going to take it. I think that it's. Uh, it, they're not going to have to deal with Conca champions. Um, I just think that they're that, that they're going to be in good shape to uh, to the, and it had and it had to it had to hurt them. It had to hurt them. I mean, for one, Pachuca to win a, a title before they did in the stadiums, only but for to see Tigres run around that state that stadium, you know, that's with that I trophy think, before, um, before it, it won't happen this next that. season, John. Because of, because of the hurt, I think it's going to linger a bit. Really, you think that they won't be able to get over? It? You think it's going to linger that enough the, for the whole season for uh, for Monterrey? It's just going to they might as well just start pumping this in the <laughs> at, the, at, the, at, the, at the tamalera because everyone's going to be so upset. <laughs> I'll be I'll, I'll be I'll be choosing in uh, next next season. Oh, so they, you think that there's going to be a season long hangover, but they're going to they'll get over it? Interesting. Let's start writing some of this stuff down. Now, before we go, I know that, uh, uh, not that we're like, you know, trying to hit a number or something, but, uh, I do want to, uh, Ron, and I need to, I need to get some, some pen and some paper here to write this down because we've all made our, our World Cup predictions. So, and we all kind of made them like, like, you know, you know, just like first instant reaction to see how, uh, how things worked out. So we're, so we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do that with you. So before before you go to sleep, we're gonna see how uh, how things work out work out for you here. So let's get the uh... oh perfect. Here's a a downloadable PDF. 
that should work. All right, here we go, Ron. Group A has Russia, as you know, Russia, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Uruguay. Who advances out of Group A? All right, let me look at the groups. Hold on, let me get them. Uh, wait. No, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Call the group. Uh, no, uh, give, me, give me a chance to get a pen and paper. Okay. Pen and paper. I know that this is uh, this is very exciting, very exciting radio. As 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 Ron looks up the groups, I got the groups right here, Ron. So so. Alright, so who did you, uh, I'm sorry. So, so group A, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Uruguay, and Egypt. Those, those are your four. Who, who advances out of that? Uruguay and, uh, the, the host. Uruguay, uh, okay, and who's, uh, and who's first? Who comes, who's in first and who's in second? Uruguay, Uruguay. first? Yeah. Alright, so Uruguay I mean, first, yeah. Russia second. So you think Russia's gonna beat Egypt? Alright, a lot of us, a lot of us had picked Egypt there actually, so. Interesting. Uh, group two, we have Morocco, Iran, Portugal, and Spain. I think it's the the, the Europeans, Spain, uh, Spain and, and Portuguese, in, in Portugal. All right, so Spain and Portugal. And, and, and I think Portugal. I, I think Portugal goes number one. I think Portugal, uh, right? I, yeah, I think Spain's going to you know play possession and you know like they always do, and I think you know Portugal's going to. I think they'll uh, they'll edge it out. You know, play okay. the counterattack. All right, you know, here this group's a little interesting. We got France, Australia, Peru, and France. Uh, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with Peru and France. Fran, France one, Peru uh, second. France and France and Peru. Do you know how offensive that is? Like we're Peruvians. All right. <laughs> Now we have uh, Group D: Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, and Nigeria. Argentina, obviously, <clears throat> I think they'll they'll pick it up, uh, and I want to say Croatia. They finally, breakthrough again, Croatia. All right, Group E: We have uh, Costa Rica, Serbia, Brazil, and Switzerland. Brazil and Switzerland. Brazil and Switzerland. All right, in that order. In that order. Okay. Group F, we have Germany, Mexico, Korea, and Sweden. I'm going to go with Mexico and Sweden. Wow! So not even the Germans, huh? Well, right. hey, I I like history, and if you notice, like you know, and it happened, and it's happened quite a bit in these past World Cups where the World Cup winner bombs the it. first doesn't wow. make it. All right. You know, I think it happened to the what the last four out of five teams. If I'm not right. mistaken. So, there's going to be a surprise there. Okay, that's a big surprise. And who and who wins the group? Mexico. All right. Group G, we have Belgium, Panama. And for the record, it's because of Mexico, not Osorio. And okay. no, <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, All right. You so, have a, a Belgium, Panama, Tunisia, and England. Uh, I. Go with the Canareros and an upset. I, I do. For some reason, I think I think they will. I think it's going to be Belgium and Panama. Whoa! <laughs> All right, Belgium and Panama. Okay. And then finally, in Group H, we have Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. Nippon. 
I think it's going to be Nippon and Colombia. And, 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 who, and who's the first? Colombia. Colombia and Japan. All right. So now we have uh, a round of 16. Your first round of 16 matchup is Uruguay against Spain. Ooh, that would actually be a, that, that you know to pay money for this. That one that would be excellent. Uruguay, Spain. So who you got? Uruguay. Uruguay. All right. Next we have uh, C one, D two. So that's going to be France, Croatia. La France. La France. Let's put that on the bracket. France. All right. And then we have... Uh, next one's going to be... Hang on a second. Okay. And then we have this thing's totally okay. All right, here we're here. We're. Sorry about that, Ron. Just uh, a little confused here. All right, so C one D two. And the next game we have is France. I'm sorry, Portugal and Russia. Portugal. All right, and then we have to, we have Argentina. Poor Argentina, or poor Peru. They play. Uh, they play Argentina. 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 All right. And then in the next bracket, we have. Brazil against Sweden. Uh, Brazil. All right, and then they're going to play G1, H2, so that's going to be Belgium against Japan. Belgium. Going with the Belgians, all right. And the next one is... F1, E2, that's going to be Mexico, Switzerland. Mex, Mexico. All right. And then to round that one off, it is oh, no, it's over here. It's uh, Colombia, Panama. Oh, a border war. <laughs> uh, Colombia. Columbia. Okay, so I believe that we have then for the first quarterfinal for you, Ron. It's Uruguay, France. Ooh, France, France. All right. And your next one is Portugal, Argentina. That'll be a great game. That we finally see Ronaldo against Messi. I think the counterattacking would be. I think. I think it's. I think counterattacking is going to be. And who knows how to do it? Well, better. I think yeah. it's going to be. I think it's going to be Portugal. 
because Argentina, knowing you know, they they like to play with possession. Well, their, their strategy is give it to Messi and hope yeah. he scores. Yeah, so I, no, mean, I, I, I think, wish I was I wish I was kidding, but that's really the strategy. Yeah, with all so, those incredible yeah. players, the only thing they can figure out what to do is to try and give it to him, see if he can score. Okay, Brazil, Belgium, Brazil. All right, and the last quarterfinal rematch of sorts: Mexico, Colombia. Mexico. So then that will have uh, Mexico play Brazil in the semis. Bye-bye, Mexico. <laughs> Adios. 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 Bicanar. So. And not because they played better. It's just we got screwed. I can already see it. I, I can, I'm already taking my wall to stab. <laughs> yeah, but, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and France, Portugal. France, Portugal is your other semi. Uh, France. Oh, so then a rematch. You have Brazil, France, and the... Uh, and if it's France Brazil, for some reason, what the last times they've played, you know, France has their number. I still think, I still think, uh, I don't see an American team winning it just yet. I think, I think it's going to be European still. Oh, he's going La France, La France. Yeah, vive La France. Yeah, I don't know. Well, as, as much as much as you know, you know, my logic is telling me that it's going to be the Germans. I don't know. It's just, you know, I think. It's not an article if, that I read. They've coasted through group stages lately, so I mean, no. and I read and I read that something you know that they're that they're starting to like. I think the coach said that, that they're a little worried right now, or he's worried um, about you know the team and stuff like that. And, and like, uh, I have to find the article, but if it's if it's true, that's you know, it's, you know that's got you you know it's got me wondering. And like I said, you know, uh, France. After winning ninety, you know the two thousand, you know ninety eight World Cup, they crashed first round in two thousand two. Uh, you know Italy crashed the following after winning the World Cup. Spain crashed after win- winning the World Cup. So it seems like you know the, the only team that didn't crash after winning it was Brazil in two thousand two. You know right. going into two thousand six, but it seems like the, you know the, the European teams that have been winning they crash out in the following uh, the following uh, World Cup. I don't know, maybe. I mean, it's a tradition, you know. You know. Wow. Well, we'll see how that plays out. That is certainly uh, uh, very different than the, the picks than uh, that most of us had, for sure. So we'll uh, we'll have to we'll have to as, as the World Cup draws near, we'll have to. I guess we'll 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 get to do like our initial ones, and then as as Hoyle says, as 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 news happens and things play out for for you know like just this week, uh, Manchester City lost lost two guys that are that are massive national team players for their respective countries and. Uh, in that uh, Gabriel Jesus kid, who is who, in my opinion, is going to be the breakout star of this World Cup. And, I was trying to uh, I, and De Bruyne. I was trying to pick teams that I know that I've seen counterattack well. For some reason, it seems that teams right now that are counterattacking seem to be winning. Yeah, but Brazil is like is like is is so close to playing with a smile on their face again. It's like it's like really scary. <laughs> So hopefully, hopefully we'll see. And, and, and honestly, you know, if, if it does happen, and Mexico plays them, you know, at some point, whether it's the round of sixteen or in the semifinals, which is the only other place they could meet. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, if, if you if you run into Brazil with a smile, if, if you can beat that, then you have a really good team. Because I mean, Brazil is going to be. 
uh, they're going to be great, and and if and if they're you know playing, if they're in a good mood, they're going to be super duper great. And that's I don't think that I don't think that people uh, that are younger than us have seen a, a, a truly great Brazil team like like that just play just flawless and effortless and they had Cafu and, and, and score just you know crazy good goal. Roberto, those guys yeah yeah I mean that 2002 team was club I and mean, they won the World Cup I mean they they were they had moments like that that goal that Rivaldo scored against England in the right at the end of the first half was uh, you know I don't know if we'll ever make like you know greatest goals lists but holy smokes what what an outstanding goal to to be, you know play the entire thing on you know on one foot. And right at the very end, switch his body enough so that he can shoot with his other one and just, just you know, put it in the corner. Just, just out, outstanding. What, what a great team that was Rivaldo and all that was just outstanding. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even the best player. <laughs> just crazy. Oh, uh, one other thing, as far as uh, you know, we we uh, we we picked who was going to win the uh, the clausura. Right. Who's going to get relegated? <sighs> I hope it's not uh, Veracruz because. Uh, you know them because I want you know for Memo Vasquez to sake just because I think he's a really good coach and you know, it's definitely a, a big uh, you know this well, is a huge obstacle to overcome and then if he can do it then then he's you know he's earned himself uh, you know a reputation to where he he can do this for other teams which you know it's you know it's like another tool in his resume. The one that's uh, obviously right now relegated or like is Veracruz. They have uh, uh, the coefficient of uh, well. Looking at points here, yeah, look they, have at points, they have 88 points. Queretaro has 96 points. Then you have Atlas and Puebla that have 101 points. You have Santos Laguna with a 104 and Cruz Azul with 109. I think Santos, I think, I think Santos and Cruz Azul, I think they're okay. Uh, I even think Atlas is going to be okay. I think it's going to be just Queretaro and Veracruz, just those two teams that are really. I don't, I don't even think that Puebla is going to get into it. I mean, you're you're talking from eighty-eight to one, you know, hundred and one, right? Know? So, well, I, I mean, yeah, that, and how many points? Are, so, so there's an eight-point difference right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, eight-point difference between Querétaro and Veracruz. I mean, I, I kind of have a soft spot for Veracruz, and for all for all the wrong reasons. Uh, part of it has to do with you know. <laughs> they're. Uh, I mean, I mean they must have a seriously. <laughs> Powerful uh, a, a, a base of families because they, I mean, I can't think of a team that's been relegated more since, you know, at least in the past twenty years in Veracruz, and they never uh, play their way back in. They seem to always buy their way back in. Yeah. So I mean, it is they must have just a serious amount. Somebody has a serious amount of pull. Uh, there must be. I mean, we've talked about this. Right? I mean, it's it's an old city, which means yeah. that there are families that probably have just a. Insane amounts of money that that, yeah. that that can do this kind of stuff. Yeah, but like I said, I, I'm. It's that's the stadium where Falcon got famous. Well, sure. I would love to do. Uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 Jason Markets uh, was telling us about that. He says that it's like it's the like the, the drinking is is crazy there. He, you know, he should like do. Folk, uh, the, you know what the stadium should do? Like a kind of tour. You could go take a picture, like you could take a picture right there, and then your friend could go in the back and punch in the head, and <laughs> or they could just have a hand already, you know, like, like a mannequin hand just sticking out. 
<laughs> you go take a selfie at, at that spot. Over over the, the holidays, over the holidays, I watched the, the movie uh, uh, "Romancing the Stone," and although the movie in the, you know was set in, in Cartagena, you know, uh, Colombia, the movie was actually filmed in Veracruz, around you know uh, the, the city and the state and the state of Veracruz. And uh, I just you know when I was watching the movie, I kept thinking of you know Falcon, <laughs> Pirata Fuentes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, you know, Pumas is is totally screwed uh, as far as re- uh, relegation because they have a season where they got thirty five points, and that season falls off the books. Uh, like, uh, falls off the books next year. So, I mean, you know, just just getting twenty points—that's going to be a, they're going to drop fifteen points if they yeah. uh, by by just you know just by getting twenty points. I mean, they Pumas has to get. A minimum of twenty-five points for them to be, you know, not not terrible because 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 they're going to have to carry an eighteen-point season and a thirteen-point season for the next two years in the relegation. So Pumas is going to be in relegation hell for the next two years. And, as and, is and, and this this goes back, you know, when I, and I'm looking at the table right now. This goes back to what I said a couple of weeks ago when I said that America was in a crisis when they were in the final because if you look at the points. Monterrey has 149, Tigres has 139, and America has 139. Keep in right. mind, this, this is all the, all the great you know, Tigres with, a, with 139 points and America with 139 points. Identical. And let me quote uh, my cousin Vinny. Identical. You know? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. accent, man. You're, you're a hick. You're a real hick, dude. <laughs> what, what's that, Beto? I said that was a pretty good southern accent. You're a real yeah, hit. It was, isn't it? You know, when they were, <laughs> yeah. when they had the FBI agent. You know, and and identical. And 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 Atlas, if if they, if they you know if they don't have a major collapse, which you know it's it's still Atlas, so they lose a 17 point season and a 14. So so they're they're going to be out of this mess uh, if if they can survive. And uh, you know, Santos is a. They're kind of like Pumas. They're they're in danger of. Uh, but they but they lose a season that goes seven, so they'll probably go up some. I mean, well, they Puebla, had, they, Puebla they, loses they, a twenty-seven point season too. So, if Puebla stays up, it's going to be Puebla and uh, and Pumas next year for relegation, for sure. Yeah, Monterrey's fine. America, Tigres, Toluca—they're fine. Leon is fine. But oh yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, um, uh, you know, you know, Santos will probably with every season they'll be okay. Uh, Cruz Azul, if they have a decent season, they'll be okay. Uh, but the ones that are going to be in trouble are going to be are going to be Puebla because they lose one to twenty seven, and Pumas, which loses that. Th- I mean that thirty five. I mean that's. I mean, the, if they had lost those fifteen points now, they would be they would be in third third from the bottom. Yeah, they're right. Yeah, so, so they're 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 going to be in trouble. <laughs> Is that the, that's the year that they uh, that they made the final that they, they cheated their way into the final? I mean, made it. How, to how the did they cheat? <laughs> By breaking our poor legs. Oh, you know, I, I I looked at that play again, and you know the picture makes it look like that, that he had actually made contact before the ball was kicked. But but that but the, that contact actually happened after Cortez uh, got to the ball first and kicked it. Oh, uh, well, I mean, uh, the Wemes and poor Wemes. I mean, I, I think it's terrible what happened. But I mean, it wasn't a dirty play at all. But Wemes obviously was never the same player, and he's like he is he's nowhere near. I mean, he is. I forget where I saw him play, but I was like, man, poor guy. He just hasn't been able to come back to it, and I just—it's no, yeah. heartbreaking, man. It's heartbreaking because he was—he was decent. He definitely had some. He had a future ahead of him. Yeah, 
It was unfortunate. It was unfortunate. So who, who so who gets relegated? Uh, I say I say Veracruz gets relegated. I mean, they have to make up eight points. So I think I think you're right, and uh, you know, again, maybe that'll free up uh, Memo to come coach. And Tena, Tena, Luis Fernando Tena is coaching Querétaro, so I mean, they do have an experienced coach there. So he gets the punch. He gets the punches card. You know, I think that uh, that uh, that Flaco Tena is like the Loco Abreu of coaches. He has coached has coached everywhere. You know, Loco Abreu is going to play for his twenty seventh team yeah. coming up. So Jesus. he uh, isn't that crazy that his twenty seventh team. So so Flaco Tena has probably coached for like ten or eleven. So I say, Joel, who's gonna who's gonna be relegated, Joel? Oh man, who's at the bottom? Veracruz has 88, and Querétaro has 96, and Puebla and Atlas each have 101. So they're 13 points clear. Oh, man. Let me see. Um, I need to see Veracruz uh, calendar. Okay. <laughs> Beto poses the identical. Identical. Um. Their calendar's not too bad. I think Querétaro could save, though. Might be between Puebla and Veracruz. Whoever pays their players on time, John. Well, you know, it won't be Puebla. Well, although Veracruz <laughs> is... Uh... Yeah, they're like <laughs> that Curicay or whatever. Now, Veracruz, uh, you know, they get a lot of heavies at the end, so... You know, and they get Puebla right at the beginning. So right, right in the first two weeks, they can call, and actually they, they get Querétaro and Puebla both in the, fir, in the in the first month of the season. So they can if they don't get any points out of those games, then they're toast for Veracruz. Yeah, and Veracruz. Cause, cause that's where you can make a six point difference. Well, their last, I'm gonna say, yeah, their last games going into. Like the last half, they host Tigres, then the way to Morelia, they host Atlas, they have two games in a row, and then Tijuana, then they travel to Chivas, host Leon, and then they close against Toluca and Cruz Azul. Uh, yeah, and they have, uh, they have their away to Puebla and away to Querétaro in, in the second and fourth in the fourth match. Or jornada. So, you know, again, to me, if 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 they if they can make up directly make up ground against those guys in those two games, and then I, then I think that their season's going to be it's going to be over before they have to play any of those. Uh, you know, that they, they could be done with with two or three to play. They, don't yeah. from those. they have to get from those. Puebla starts against Tigres, then they travel to Morelia. And then they host Veracruz, which is going to be the what is that six point game? Right. Uh, Puebla's calendar, yeah, their calendar seems a bit more accessible. So I'm gonna say, even though Veracruz surprised us last time, I'm gonna say Veracruz. You're being, you're being very scientific, Owen. What is what is what does your gut say? <laughs> It's between those two, but I'm a I'm gonna say Veracruz, man. And Cruz okay, so, so they get relegated, and 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 how many years do you give them before they're before they're back? They're gonna go down. Uh, I also think the league's been trying to get rid of that owner. <laughs> yeah, 
uh, yeah, I think they've been trying to get rid of that owner. I think that's that's a good venue and a good team in uh, Chip. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly one of the historic Irish. teams, for sure. And uh, they, they always seem to sell out their uh, their stadium. It's a, it's, it's a very intimate little spot, and it's got to be humid as hell uh, playing games there. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, like you said, if they can get a different ownership group, we'll, you know, if they get relegated, maybe we'll, we will uh, see them back. Now, uh, I haven't looked at the list, and I'm not sure who, who was it that won. Was it the, the team from Juarez that won the, uh, the, the Ascenso? Or well, no, it was uh, it was the Alebrijes, wasn't it, from Oaxaca? Man, I don't. I no, stopped paying attention to. I'm gonna have to go low. But, I mean, I mean, I, I was paying attention. I, I, was, I just forgot. No, no, I did, man. And then uh, the whole Lobos Buap, you know, Lobos Buap making it first kind of got me from surprise. I, I only knew about them because uh, I think that was the last club. Matador Hernandez played for. It, it was uh, Ale, Ale, the Oaxaca, Alebrijes de Oaxaca. It was. That's what I thought. But they, but they can't make it because their stadium is not uh, uh, Liga MX ready. I want I want Tampico Madero. Uh, that's what I want. Yeah, they were. They've been La, there before. La they, lost, they lost to Juarez. I want Tampico Madero. Well, they're yeah, going to have well, to win. And Dampico Madero, if I'm not mistaken, does have a stadium that meets the uh, meets the requirements. I would, you know what yeah. I would like to see? Uh, and I'm betraying myself a bit. The um, San Luis, Atletico San Luis. You know, I want to see what they bring to the table. And let, let's know. not forget that if a team that wins the Ascenso playoff does not have a stadium that is uh, that meets the requirements, I think only six of them do, then no one gets relegated. So Veracruz could save themselves. And I think they could, but I think like a team like Atletico San Luis, you know, uh, normally they would probably have a hard time getting players within the league, but because the league just has this, you know, open door policy on foreigners, it would be interesting what, what kind of players they would bring in. Right. They already got a, what, what was that dude? They signed some some dude. Uh, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, I'm not uh, sure, but I'll tell you. You know, a team that has uh, for some reason. Uh, Sissoko. There the, you go. Sissoko. The lines of communication with with Spain is Pumas. Pumas has signed their their third Spaniard in like four years. So obviously they uh, they seem to have a, an interesting connection with uh, with a, a Spanish promoter, or at least a promoter of Spanish players. And you know, hopefully this one will work out because uh, the previous two have not necessarily been the uh, the most uh, stellar of signings. But uh, but I, I agree with you, Jorge. I think it'll be it'll be it'll be Veracruz that gets relegated. But I don't think that they go down because I think that a team that uh, is not worthy of of promotion to lead to, to Liga MX will uh, will win the ascenso. So there'll be no. There will be no uh, no relegation this time around is what I think will happen. So, gentlemen, it was a, a great. But, uh, great but, but oh. wait, 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 no, wait, 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 wait. wait you can <laughs> always sell the franchise. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and that's how they. Uh, well, that's true. But I mean, if, if you're Atlético San Luis, you could just buy it. 
That is a uh, a wrinkle, Joel, that you're. Uh... <laughs> well, but but what's to stop you know Veracruz from doing the same thing? But uh, so so well, well so just well, money because I think they kind of broke. Isn't that this year the final year of the multipropiedades too? By the way, the multi property. Are we supposed to believe that? Yeah, I've no. been hearing that. I've been hearing that for ten years now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because <laughs> I remember when America got rid of their I mean, teams. Leon is there. Then... They're they're sharing sponsor. Well, I think it's actually the uh, the, the the parent company. Wait, Mentos Fortaleza is now sponsoring Did, Leon. Didn't didn't Slim just move his shekels to Pumas? Let's hope so. I, I was hearing I, I, like I, I, the I am dude perfectly that okay that. Uh, <laughs> that, that that you know, if if we need a sugar daddy, that, uh, he'd he'd be the guy to have. What did you say, yeah. a sugar daddy? Yeah, I said. Yeah. Send <laughs> the Pumas are the sugar babies. That's right. Like uh, like Slim Pickens was with Oklahoma State for all those years, and 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 Mattress Mac for the for the city of Houston. Oh, the Mattress Mac is a badass. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. He's a, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's he's a great Houstonian. But. Uh, no, I mean maybe that's why Pumas was rated so high on the uh, most powerful financial or teams financially in in the world of soccer. Maybe maybe, maybe it's the it's the recently. Uh... Who, who is, was it? Elias Ayub? Is that his? Uh, that's his uh, nephew or something. It's uh, yerno. It's his, yeah. Yeah, didn't he just return to Pumas? Well, I, know, I don't know if he returned to Pumas, but I know that he was criticizing Pumas. Uh, From your lips to God's ears, if it is. I know that he was criticizing the Pumas front, front office, and he even tweeted, like, it's, and I'm not trying to push myself onto the team. He's, you know, he did tweet that, but uh, I, since I can remember. Pumas, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I'm going to be disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, with all due respect. Yeah. I said with all due respect, but any, you know, so anyhow, so, no, Pumas has always been associated with. With uh, with old money, Banamex, you know those type of you know those type of that type of money. You know they've always had people with deep old pockets, and why they always well, I don't know. But well, they spent a lot of money on the uh, on the on the on the development of the kids, and did very true. well for a long time. But they've kind of gone away from that. They, I don't that think bothers you. It, is, it has, well, it should bother everybody, and uh, it uh, it does bother me. And I mean, to me, if I mean, if if you're not going to do that, and then and then and not and then bring in the players that you're bringing, then you deserve to be relegated, frankly. Oh, okay. Because he's, 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 not, he's back. not taking it seriously. But he's not back. Okay. He's not. Sorry, sorry to get your hopes up. Uh, why? Why did you do that to me, Hoy? That was. A big old no, because I've been face. hearing rumors. No, I've been hearing rumors that they wanted to set up but something it, but similar. But it doesn't surprise to, me, though. Is that to, what the patronato was, yeah. Ron? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it might be a possibility if it goes of another bad season, you know. If Pumas has another bad season, I, I do think this dude could come in and help. Well, they're going to have. I mean, Pumas has to make you know at the you know at least twenty. If they made twenty five points, it would be fantastic. But 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 twenty point minimum for sure. I mean, they only made thirteen points. How can you play seventeen games and only get thirteen points? I mean, that means that you lost at least ten games. It's just, it's, it's terrible. 
It's terrible. So hopefully they'll uh, they'll they'll get it together. And uh, see, now I feel I feel I feel I feel uh, partly responsible because I was giving you and and uh, and and the prophet so much uh, so much crap for when Chivas was in this mess. <laughs> That it's 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 karma. It's karma coming back to bite me in the bite, bite me in my butt. <laughs> so, I'll uh, I'll learn. I'll, I I learned my lesson. If if Umas can survive this one, I'll, I'll I will have learned my lesson, and uh, and and not uh, not tempt tempt fate like that again. Okay, so Joel, can we can we go ahead and wrap up the show now, or you have a, a, a no, I'm done. last I'm done. last minute interjection? Okay, you know, no no more last minute interjection. No more. No, no well, more. guys, it was it was great to be back with you all. You know, our first show of 2018. Again, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a great year. We got a World Cup year. Uh, you know, the new Conca Champions. I think is going to be really interesting. Uh, the, the FA Cup starts again. Uh, the, it doesn't start again, but it, re, it resumes. And so it's just the second half of the year with all the the Cup Finals and stuff. It's always uh, always exciting. And then we have the uh, you know, the World Cup to boot. So it's uh, uh, for you folks that are listening, please keep listening. I know that we're going to, we, we will make a concerted effort to, to, to get more content up for you guys to, uh, you know, to drive home with, etc. I almost feel like during the World Cup that we should do like a daily show, honestly. Uh, just uh, because, I mean, everyone's well, going, yeah. For so, most of the games, yeah, I'm going to be available, John. Yeah, so I think that that's something that, uh, that, 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 that that'll be, uh, That'll be some fun, or at least you know whoever, whoever watched. I think we could certainly um, you know put together a put together a show. But anyway, we'll we'll talk about that uh, at another time. But we do thank y'all for listening uh, here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, my name is John Chigu. We had with us uh, Daniel Preciado and uh, Rigoberto Ayala joined us. Uh, Profe joined us for a little bit. Uh, Profe Juan Uribe and of course uh, Chiki's uh, Albert Campa, our technical director, who was able to pop in, and uh, and you gentlemen, Joel, thank you for joining us. Thank you, John. Always a pleasure. And uh, thank you, Ron. Thanks for that. Was a very entertaining show. Appreciate it. Thank you, John. Thank you, Juan. Thank you, guys. And uh, thank you for listening. And again, you can listen to this and all of our previous podcasts on iTunes. And uh, we'll be on every Thursday night, and uh, and more than likely uh, more shows uh, beyond that as well. So I will uh, talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening to the Cantina Mekis podcast. We'll see you next week.